2: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
4: Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
0: Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a weekly comic book podcast. Siobhan, I gotta give you like a little bit of bad news. I don't think this is gonna be our best episode.
4: Ever.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that.
0: Uh, you know, you, you can't. jinx it though. You can't one up yourself week after week. I just, like I just say go into this one with low expectations. We know last yeah. week delivered on Absolutely. all promises. It was the best episode we've ever done. Uh, but okay. uh, you and me, I, like for me, I'm, I'm well rested. I uh, Mm. I I, I've had three. uh, You're gonna hate me so much. Yeah. I've been in bed asleep 9:30. Wow. Three nights in a row.
1: That's super impressive. I also have been in bed at like 8 p.m. three nights in a row, but then woken up at 1:30, and then 4:30, and then 5:30, and then 6:30. Your
0: boyfriend's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's up? Welcome to the show Uh, We review the comics that came out last week and let you know which are the ones that that were great And which are the ones that weren't Occasionally we give you great little insights into our very hilarious lives Mm. That are mostly just due to parenting being a fun thing that we chose to do It's Uh, so fun My name is Levins My name is Siobhan And uh, we kick off every episode by letting you know who was the very, very uh, generous patreon supporter mm-hmm. that, that, that gave you this episode that made this episode possible and this week uh it was uh two listeners ethan parker smith um and joshua schweitzer uh both of whom are quite active in our uh, facebook group and uh share many hot takes and hot opinions that i agree with immensely oh that's good so joshua and ethan thank you so much for uh, contributing to the show for being big fans of the show and uh this episode is because of you Thanks, guys. Um, also, I almost said Ethan Parker Jr. In the, oh, no, Ethan Parker Jr. Jr. Like, he's the son of Ray Parker Jr., That's who it. wrote the Ghostbusters song. <laughs> Ethan, does busting make you feel good? <laughs> Joshua, I extend the same question to you. <laughs> um, every comic that we talk about on the show today, you can find at King's Comics in Sydney, which is 310 Pitt Street. Uh, in Sydney, and uh, if you do not live in Sydney, like so many of our listeners do, um, because, you know, it's rare to find a comic book store that gets in such a large amount of different Mm -hmm. publishers and uh, an extensive amount too, multiple copies of of some very rare things, um, you should definitely hit up kingscomics.com. Absolutely. Um, Even if there's just like, you know, a a series that we're talking about that you missed the first issue of, you might find that Kings still have it in stock and you can order it to wherever you live in the world.
1: We have an extensive array of back issues available.
0: You say we, like you've been there. In the last two months (laughs) I
1: miss it (laughs) I miss all my weird nerds
0: (laughs) Um, You can get lots of weird videos That weird nerds at work at Kings make Mm. On our Serious Issues Facebook group
1: I haven't watched any of Wayne's rants Because I'm too like I, I get them in person when I'm working and I've had too many, so I can't, I cannot watch them. Uh,
0: this week, Wayne reviewed uh, a comic that we're going to review very short, very, very soon. What he does every week on, in our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. Come and join us. We're almost at 2,000 members. That's Sharan. amazing. Um, but he reviewed uh, the Marvel Generations Iron Man book um, yeah. and uh, he makes a video. And this week in the video, he took a dump on the book. Really? Yep, with using Nutella as a, um, as a prop.
1: Uh, he's done that before. Wayne is that's like a thing that he does. Wayne, okay, so Wayne is like this weird. Um, I got a lot, got a lot of time for Wayne. He's pretty hilarious. He
0: he he, got, he co-hosted an episode when you were uh, on your maternity leave.
1: That's good. Um, he is really into pranks. Yep, as all men in their thirties are. Um, <laughs> I hate and, pranks. <laughs>
4: Because I'm not a man.
1: The most hectic one he did. um, And it's really, it's all aimed at Talia, poor Talia. Um, He sent her a message being like, hey, look, this is really embarrassing, but we're out of um, toilet paper in the men's bathroom. Could you please bring me some in? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. No worries. And so she comes in, she passes him a roll of toilet paper under the door and he goes, thanks, and wipes Nutella on her hand as if it was his poop. And she was very upset, <laughs> understandably. And we're still trying to figure out ways to get back at him. And he's really afraid of, uh, like, he has a weird thing about breast milk. So I'm thinking I can be involved in some way.
4: What?
0: <laughs> well, you could be like, I, I, need, I need toilet paper. Can you please bring toilet paper? And then wipe <laughs> breast milk on his hand. <laughs> It's like a classic prank.
4: Yeah, classic. <laughs> uh, so
0: yeah, if you want to see a man take a dump of Nutella on a comic book that we're going to talk about today, and instead of hearing he? us review it, uh, head over to our Facebook group and uh, be you could be the 2000th member. Mm. Uh, Siobhan, every week we start um, our first reviews are of all the new number ones that came out last week. We call this segment First Things First. Sure. There were a whole stack that of number so ones. Good Lord. Uh, and this is the most painful part of our, our jobs, <laughs> I, I say, while well, doing that bunny ears thing yeah. in the air. Air, call them? air quotations? In, yeah. Um, but Is uh, <laughs> <No, bunnies. laughs> the, only, the only time it feels like work is when you just have a glut of number ones. Yeah. Um, because, you know, everything else that's ongoing, that's books that I choose to continue with. Absolutely. But it's, it's our service to our listeners to, uh, to read all, as many no- number ones as we can mm-hmm. and let, let everyone know which are the ones worthy of p- adding to their uh, pull list each week. Each, each week. Um, so we have a brand new event from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called Venomverse, and we've been kind of working our way towards this over the last month with the Edge Edge of of Venomverse, Venomverse, um, which kind of presented a bunch of one-shots featuring characters outside of the Marvel Universe, but characters that we know and love. However, they've been Venomified. Mm. They they merged with the symbiote. So we had like Wolverine symbiote version and Deadpool symbiote version and Ghost Rider.
1: It is literally exactly like... Spider-Verse. That's
0: right. Well, I mean, it is called Venom-Verse. I think they're quite liberal in that. Um, But uh, at the end of each of those one-shots, we saw all of these Venom versions of the superheroes get uh, teleported away by a um, a Venom version of Captain America. Mm. And there was something that he needed them for, and that's what we find out that Venom-Verse is. Now, I quite liked a few of the one-shots on the way here. I thought that was just a fun kind of, you know, the, the symbiote it was you know enormous in the uh, 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and it still is kind of a very beloved part of spider-man lore so much so that sony think they can make a uh, spider-manless venom movie i mean very soon sure i <laughs> mean tom, tom hardy's in it that's the one thing that fans <laughs> out going for it i do it. like that <laughs> tom, hardy, venom? tom hardy is venom that's right Whoa. nate oh, yeah. i'll watch that <laughs> uh so uh yeah the venom versus i guess you know it it, it it's it, this is definitely one of the fun dumb events that uh, don't, doesn't really amount to much. It's just a fun thing that you can read or or choose not to read if you Absolutely. don't want to.
1: It happens outside of main continuity, so you don't have to, like, it's not going to show up in Avengers. That's
0: right. Um, and uh, the last event to do this was uh, Monsters Unleashed, which was written by Cullen Bunn, who also writes Verse number one, making it this his 60,000th... 60, uh, number one he's released almost oh as many number ones as there are weeks in a year this year
1: it's just bonkers we will
0: do a final total at the end of the year mm. um and ask send him a trophy yeah the, you're, you're the number oneest creator <laughs> uh art on this one is by Ibon coelho
1: i really and, like the art on this
0: uh, colors by matt Yaki, um and so this sees um a lot of the characters that we've already v- visited um uh it sees them kind of uh coming face-to-face with the uh, Marvel 616, the, um, what's his name? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock version of Venom that we've been reading in Venom recently. Um, and uh, we learned that there's, like, this is where it just went out the window, where it's like, like, I have a theory that Cullen Bond is a very capable writer, but <laughs> he he just does the bare minimum of what's expected from a story. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, it's a Venom story with different kinds of Venom for it. And he's like, okay, cool. Um, the enemies they're fighting are just like like these white, Kind of things, and yeah. if, if they bond with a venom symbiote, the venom symbiote dies. That's the story. Cool, yep. thanks. Done. And uh, but I mean,
1: he's writing like fifty million stories, so fair enough.
0: Yeah, I know. I was just, I was just saying, like, like Colin, like we, we, we focus. He's he's good. He's yeah. a good writer. We've read many good comics from him, and mm. a lot of them have come out this year too. But uh, this, I just thought, like. I don't know. I just thought that they spent way too much time explaining the threat yeah. that these venom symbiotes face, and it was just kind and of... the
1: threat is just kind of like it's just kind of like anti venom. So I don't actually know what anti venom is as a character, so I take that back. But it's like just a negative version of venom. It takes over their bodies. Yeah, and you know, now they're evil. It's still more evil than venom. It's still a little bit Venoms
0: fun. It's a little bit fun just to see the different venomified versions of Marvel heroes that are throughout the universe.
1: And villains, there's a the villains, yep. sort of weird negative Venom version of Dr. Octopus. Dr. Venompuss. Pretty
2: good.
0: <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, but... Um... It's I'm, fine. I, you're right. It is. It is like that's the thing. Like we say, we say that a lot. It just means it is neither good nor nor bad. Yep. And uh, Cullen Bunn is the master of number ones that are neither good nor bad. <laughs> um, I think if you were a diehard Venom fan, I guess maybe this is much more of a appeal to you because yeah. you just like seeing black goopy stuff all over your favorite characters, and you get that in Spades in this issue. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. But, um, look, we said it doesn't tie into many other titles, um, but they do have a, a side series called Venom vs. War Stories, which has a, a pretty extensive creative team.
1: I didn't read this because I looked at the creative teams and went, ah, there's not really anyone that I recognise there.
0: Uh, there is Declan Shalvey who wrote, oh! wrote Andrew, a Kingpin. God damn it. A, a Punisher story with Kingpin, oh, Ed, which was pretty I fun. this. And there was a fun story, a fun story earlier on. Um, about a new Black Panther who becomes a. She's like, uh, was written by Neddy Okorafor, um, with art by Tana Ford. It's called Blessing in Disguise. It's a little story about a uh, a, a girl who is in a wheelchair and now uh, she witnesses the Black Panther of her mm. universe dying in front of her. And but then she fuses with the symbiote and, uh, she becomes a new Black Panther and the symbiote allows her to use her legs. Cool. That uh, was a cute little, like, little brief little story hmm, that well. I that I enjoyed it. I mean again like you know it's fine. It's it's, it's neither good nor bad mm. for the most part. You just kind of read it and it's like do you like superheroes? There's like a, a, <laughs> a venom version of uh, of Rocket Raccoon having a fight with uh with Carol Danvers as Sounds like in my America. Worst nightmare. And um the, the a very cool story by um Aaron Covington with uh, up By Kari Randolph about Doctor Doom fusing with a um a venom symbiote. However, you know how like the symbiote kind of half takes over your brain, so you're mm. never, never, not always completely in control of your actions. Doom is stronger than the symbiote, so he's Obviously. able to harness the powers without succumbing to the uh, the symbiote's uh, you know mind control.
4: That's pretty cool. It was fun. I mean, mm. the, I, I think
0: I enjoyed the war stories part of it more than the actual event yeah. because it was just like just fun battles. Just
1: what ifs, basically.
0: Exactly. Um, I, I think I, I I get why. Cullen Bunn was like, I might give this event a story, <laughs> but but I think like yeah, trying need it, yeah, exactly. Just just have have a bunch of people punching each other. Absolutely, Um all we need. There's not enough of that these days. <laughs> uh, so yeah, eventiverse. Like again, I'm probably just gonna. It's fun reading events, even when they're not great. Totally right.
1: Um, I, I agreed with that, but I don't know if I actually agree with
0: that. <laughs> um. Also coming out from Marvel this week was uh, another issue of uh, Generations, mm-hmm. which is the blip in time in which all of our heroes uh, got whisked away to another another time uh, to meet with the legacy versions of themselves uh, in the towards the end of Secret Empire, um, an insanely pointless uh, book a bunch of books. Absolutely, but um, occasionally- I like how like
1: broadly interpretive this has been. Like, not everyone is like it's not like we all travel to the past or we all travel to the future. It's like, we all just go somewhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. It is a blip in. Mo- yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so this is uh, generations, the iron. So we have iron man and iron heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this is written by Ryan Michael Bendis. He's writing both the iron man books at the moment. Uh, pencils on this one, uh, Marco Rudy, Simon Kudransky and Nico Leon. Uh, and then ink Simon Kudransky, Will Sliney, Scott Koblish and Nico Leon and then Colours by Marco Rudy, Dean White, and Paul Mount. So it's a massive roster of, uh, of different creators contributing to this book, and you could really tell yeah. because every three pages it changes artist almost, and uh, mm. it's drastically different. It starts off with a, a like a kind of painted esque kind of style with quite dynamic pal- panel layouts, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is quite fun. Mm. Um, and uh, then it gradually deteriorates um, as different creators are brought on to quickly... Uh, emulate the style of the art from the first three pages after that artist decided he couldn't do the full issue. Uh, It's always always fun when that happens. um, The story sees uh, Riri Williams, who is currently known as Ironheart, um, whisked into the future. um, And she is the first hero to do so in these generation books, um, where she comes face to face with uh, Tony Stark, as we've seen him in infamous Iron Man recently. Um, uh, Is it what what the Dr. Doom Iron Man book's called? I think so. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he, he goes, uh, basically in, in the future, Tony Stark becomes a sorcerer supreme. It's pretty funny. Um, and so we see Riri Williams talking with him and I thought, oh, this will be fun. And it wasn't mm, the it end.
1: Was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was kind of interesting. It did all that. Like, it's slightly irritating when it happens in comics. Like I kind of love it when they're like, ah, oh, foreshadowing of things to come. You will be known throughout the galaxy. And you know that like people aren't going to follow through with that in however many years or whatever. Bendis
0: loves the character of Rhea Williams. I think yeah. I think he really overstated the importance of her role in the Marvel Universe with this one, though.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, sure it was.
1: I just sort of find, uh, like, I don't find their banter especially engaging, and I know that's, like, kind of Bendis's.
0: Yeah, look, I, I'm going I'm to go out and say I think this is the first genuinely bad Generations book so Ooh. far. Um, not that any of them are particularly good so far. I like the Thor, the Thor one. A yeah, lot. the Thor one was pretty good. Um, but uh, and the Wolverine, Wolverine, one the one, there cry. Was, yeah. Like, like, there was there have been some good moments, but I think this one overall just felt ex- exceed, like oh, very pointless.
1: Yes, yeah, super unnecessary. Um, and like just really like back scratchy for Bendis. Like ah, this character that I have made means so much.
0: Yes, a hundred percent, totally. Um, and yeah, the art, the art switch up so frequently it's just it's just never good in a book yeah. and, and when this book you know this book is pointless it could come out whenever mm. and it wouldn't matter totally um i don't know why they didn't just go you know what this generation's book can come out in march
1: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> uh so yeah maybe give this one a skip maybe don't take a nutella shit on it but yeah just skip it no
1: one ever needs to do that <laughs> stop doing that
0: way <laughs> stop encouraging it <him>, everyone <laughs> um <laughs> So, also from Marvel, um, speaking of Unnecessary, Woo. this is a, a book entitled Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Star Wars, Captain Phasma, Number One. Nice. You said you would read this.
1: Oh, did I? Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> this is Sorry. written
0: by Kelly Thompson with art by Marco Ciccietto with colors by Andre Mossa. Um, and uh, this is a uh, a book that fills in the gaps. Um, Basically, what was Captain Phasma doing in The Force Awakens once they put her in the trash chute? Oh. How did she escape Starkiller base from as, as it exploded?
1: She just went out the door.
0: Like, pretty much that's what happens. <laughs> she just gets into another <laughs> ship and chases after someone that she thinks is a traitor. Cool. Um, there,
1: that didn't need a comic book.
0: This, it does not. And I think, you know, like, I think Kelly Thompson is a great writer mm-hmm. and she does pretty well with what she has been... I mean, you know, yeah. if, if Marvel comes to you and be like, hey, we want you to do a Star Wars book... You're not going to say no. No, totally. So, I think look, there's some great art in it. Um, there's not much photo referencey uh, bullshit because all the stormtroopers wear- are wearing helmets. Nice. So that's great. Always good. Because Ch- Ch- Shadow is quite guilty of uh, of photo referency just like um, Salvador Dali is on the on the main Star Wars book. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. it's insanely unnecessary mm. like this could be summed up in a sentence but instead we're going we're getting a, a full mini series oh, I was gonna
1: say, is it a, not a one shot it's a no, full this, mini yeah at the very wow. least it could have been a one
0: shot good uh, it doesn't do anything more to expand on the already quite disappointing character that is for Captain Phasma you know mm. it was quite hyped in the lead up to the movie then they didn't end up using her much and she yeah. exits the movie by going down a trash chute
1: I feel like she's going to show up again though. sure clearly why not? she escaped done <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe she'll die in this. that will be crazy. That'd be good. But Siobhan, that wasn't the only Star Wars number one that we got this week.
1: It's I- also not the only one that I didn't read. <laughs>
0: hey, at least you're consistent. <laughs> um, Star Wars Adventures number one is uh, notable because it is a Star Wars book, a comic, that did not come out through Marvel.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Um, this one was uh, sent out to IDW. Um, it's a much more uh, all-ages affair um, and uh, features all ages kind of adventures with different Star Wars characters throughout all of the different movies Uh, so the main part of this book is a uh, story that was (coughs) written by Kaven Scott with art by Derek Charm
4: oh cool which
0: was my favourite thing about the book Um, it is a story about Rey lovely um, and it's just Rey being a scavenger Um, she rescues Unkar Platt Mm -hmm. who is the Four portions, <laughs> blob blob guy that Simon Pegg did the voice for. That's good. Um, who was quite rude to Ray in the movie, which was confusing because in this comic she rescues his, lo- saved his life.
1: But... I didn't realise that Simon Pegg did the voice of that.
0: Yeah, and he also did like the mocap for it too. Oh, he was he just did, wow, lucky uh, be, old Simon Pegg blobier, <laughs> be more of a slug.
1: He's just like living his nerd dreams, huh?
0: Yeah, there 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 he are a few actors Scotty. that managed to do that. Yeah, yeah, um, but it, it was a very sweet story. It, I mean, I, I think. If you were looking for a, a good uh, Star Wars comic, especially, you know, there, I'm sure there are a lot of female, younger female um, Star Wars fans who are looking for something to kind of expand their love of Star Wars with. This is a lot better of a choice than uh, all of the Marvel books that they've put out so far.
1: It is very nice how many, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Hang I know on one, one young
0: male Star Wars fan who does not want any race stories in his life. And Shadow Star will be happy to know that there is a uh, a backup comic <laughs> featuring the male Star Wars character Obi Wan Kenobi. Finally, um, written by Kayvon Scott again with uh, pencils by John Somarovi, Samar-
4: Yep. Yeah,
0: yep. Inked <laughs> <laughs> by Sean Parsons and colors by Charlie Kirchhoff. Um, yeah, I think look, it's, it's a really really sweet package. Again, it's you know them telling stories that don't really have have to matter. Few, which is fine and yep. fun, but you know there's not much weight to the to this series. Um, I think that's ma- good. Yeah, I think once when, when this is collected, I think it's, it 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 makes more sense as a as a collection yeah. than it does as a as, as a single issue. But yeah, uh, yeah you know, it's it's cool for what it is. It's cool. Hmm, cool. It was better than the other all the other Star Wars books I read this week. <laughs> um, so let's talk about DC.
1: Oh, I like. I think I should be congratulated for actually reading this because, like, just looking at the cover, I was like, oh, this is. This is Let alone the me. creative team. Yeah, exactly. I looked at the cover and I went, "Oh no!" And then I saw the creative team and I went, "Oh no!" Um,
0: so DC have um, last year started to do a bunch of um, Hanna Barbera. Well, it was the year before last, wasn't it?
1: I don't know.
4: Time. Because <laughs> yeah, think, meaning for me. yeah,
0: because the um, no, it was last year. Um, the Scooby
1: Scooby Apocalypse.
4: Scooby
0: Apocalypse. That's like up to issue seventeen now. Fuck this world. <laughs> is
1: anyone still reading that? Yeah, I guess. Let so, me know. Obviously, yeah. I want to know. I want to know where it's gone.
0: We used to have someone that used to always be like, it's great. Stop bagging (laughs) it. I don't think he's stopped doing that now. So he either agrees with us or is not listening to the show anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this week we got Dastardly and Mutley. Woo. um, A new origin story, a grounded origin story for uh, (laughs) Dick Dastardly and Mutley the dog, uh, best known for their uh, appearances in Wacky Races. Right. Um, And uh, this was written by Garth Ennis. So of course he makes Dastardly and Mutley uh, two uh, fighter pilots because he loves he loves war he loves the war. Um, and art was by Morriset, um, and, and uh, yeah, and, and colours by John Calise. And this this is a book that like was just very strange and weirdly dull to begin with, mm. and then suddenly something really bizarre happens. So basically, it's just they two two pilots are going on a routine, uh, trying to find something. One of their them planes, brought their dog, and one of them brings their dog on the mission. What the hell? Why would you do that, Dick Dastardly? Who's not known as Dick Dastardly quite yet? He's Richard or something. <clears throat> um, is like, why the hell did you bring your dog? That's a dumb thing to do. This is stupid. We're and turning then, around, and then um, they encounter like this plane that's kind of just like spewing out like a rainbow cloud of of onomatopoeia, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like weird cartoon. Um, exclamation marks and skull and crossbones and lightning. Like, you know, when, when, basically when a, when a character swears or like falls yeah. over and has things dancing around their head um, and they get caught in this rainbow cloud and uh, the, the plane crashes mm-hmm. and then uh, Dick Dastardly wakes up in a hospital bed and is visited by the other pilot who has fused with his dog and that's how Muttley is created. <laughs>
1: good that's a good that's good
0: this was real strange and it wasn't even the most garth Ennisy book that i read this week i thought it was
1: gonna be way worse like
0: like this is this was like just bizarre that it existed Mm. i'm gonna keep reading it (laughs) because (laughs) i just want to know how it is because it is like you know there is some bizarre stuff going on in it but for the most part it is quite a dull grounded book (laughs) And I'm I'm just really confused how that they, what they're going to do with these characters. Like I don't think it's bad. I don't no. even think it's fine. I think it's in that that weird nether realm where it's just like this, like what the fuck? What's yeah. this? <laughs> um, but that was five minutes of my life. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. It's certainly not Garth Ennis S's best work. But that said, I haven't read much that he's put out lately. That is. So.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not the worst thing he's written.
0: Um, but uh. Yeah, it, it certainly isn't up there with uh, the Flintstones, but it is mm. not down there with Scooby Apocalypse. And mm. you know what? The Flintstones the only scale. last Flintstones only lasted twelve I- I- um, issues, oh, no, and Spooky, the Scooby Apocalypse is up to seventeen. So who knows how many it's going? Actually, no, we do know. It's one of six. It's a mini series.
4: Oh, that's
1: good. At least it has an end.
0: I'm uh, I'm going to stick with it at, at this point. I, I I just I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. You know. <laughs> what, as well. How does Garth Ennis's life, in which he is almost like at the Highest point in his career in a long time because the, because of the Preacher TV show. Mm. How does he end up on a Dastardly and Mutley book?
1: Maybe he just really wanted to do it. And he's like, I have TV money now, bitches. Or if,
0: or if he's just like, hey, Garth, can you do this for us? Okay, but only if I can do whatever I want. All right, sure.
1: Yeah, but if he was doing whatever he wanted, there would be like, this would be way worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone's put some restrictions in to be yeah, like, yeah. okay.
0: Dick Dastardly's racist now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah And you exactly. can see Muttley's dick all the time. <laughs>
1: That's what I was expecting. That is exactly <laughs> what I was expecting. Uh
0: also from DC this week was Bombshells United, which I guess is like a new series of the pin-up kind of universe of the 40s. Yeah. Uh mostly female-focused superhero DC line, mm-hmm. Bombshells. Mm-hmm. Um but uh it's kind of a continuation. It's sort of like
1: of- the first team book as well, like I guess. Right.
0: Um, I've oh, read, I have read a, an annual, a Bombshells annual, yeah. early on in the show. I loved that annual and was like, I'm going to read more of these Bombshells. I haven't. Obviously. So I saw this and I was like, okay, cool, I'll read it. Um, it's by the Marguerites. It's by Marguerite Sauvage on art and Marguerite Bennett on writing.
1: That is funny. Both of the names are Marguerite.
0: They, they occasionally do things together. That's good. Um, and uh, while I loved the art... And I thought the, the the writing for the most part was was fine. It occasionally veered into way too much dialogue that Margaret mm. Bennett loves to do. I thought this didn't do a very good way of it, it basically like it completely relied on you having read everything that bombshells have done so yeah. far and it wasn't a good jumping on point.
1: Agreed. I really love the art. Um I sort of hate the bombshells. Like I hate the concept. I hate the like thing of like, oh they're just we based we based a comic on a line of statues where they're like with sexy pinups,
0: and, and they based the, uh, the, uh, the 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 pinups on that that girl like in the, in the war. That little image of the girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosie the saying. Riveter. Sure, she has a name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she does have a name. Um, but yeah, I wish I wish this had been a better jumping on point because there was all this stuff where like Wonder Woman can call giant eagles to her her or something. I don't really understand that at all. And then a
0: bunch of the superhero, a bunch of the superheroes in the in the bombshells group aren't superheroes that I'm familiar with at all. Yeah, like and there was this whole thing where like
1: and- Donna Troy mm-hmm. is Japanese, as is Cassie, Cassandra Sandsmark, Wonder Girl, who's like one sixteenth Japanese. And it's all about Japanese internment camps in the war. war.
4: And then there's it's g- quite heavy handed, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, and there, there was a lot of issues in it, like, hmm, did you know that America was not perfect in World War II? Mm-hmm. Hmm, think about that. Also, have you thought about the rights of the native people in America? Hmm, yes, think about that. Which was a bit sort of heavy-handed for, for, uh, for, for, for a For uh, an, an
0: art form that is never known for its heavy-handedness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, in the end, it's like, Clayface shows up, it's bizarre.
0: I, I was into Clayface showing up. Which it just shows wins. I'm so lame. I'm like just just make it be about the characters that I know already. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to give me new things but I feel like the last one we read was this awesome um like New Orleans set yeah. kind of Bayou uh, mm. like Batgirl girl who has like vampire yes. powers or something in, that was in cool. the bombshells. which is unnecessary, but whatever that's cool and it was her kind of like making a deal with a witch or something that was really cool. yeah, that was good. Maybe I'll just read that again. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you are a Bombshells fan, I imagine we have some listeners that are, um, For sure. let us know what, which, what is a good jumping on point. Do we have to go all the way back or has there been issues in the past that, that have been good to just read?
4: Mm.
0: Uh, Image put out two number ones this week um, and one of them is called Scales and Scoundrels uh, by a creative team of Sebastian Gerner, um, Gallard, who did the art. It's another mm. great, a lot of uh, one, one name artists this week. I enjoy that. Um, and, uh, it was designed by Jeff Powell. Um, and this was, I can't remember. I read this drunk. What happened in this? <laughs> <laughs> One comic a week. I'll read drunk. And then I'm like, why did I do that?
1: That's nice. That's such a nice treat for yourself. <laughs> um, this is like, she's like, uh, I don't know. It's like swords and sorcery fantasy vibes. There's a young girl who's like, I'm a th- cool thief slash rogue and I'm going to, but she might also be a dragon or something. That's I didn't right. love this. Yeah,
0: I think. Yeah, you know, what, maybe I, maybe I wasn't how many, even drunk. Like, I definitely... Swords
1: and sorcery kind of stuff is going on. <laughs> you weren't even drunk. You just didn't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I only drank last night, and I didn't read any comics after that. So who knows why I think I was drunk <laughs> while I read this. I, really, I I just don't think it made too much of an impact on me.
1: Yeah, uh, I wanted to like this a lot more than I did.
0: I thought we're getting a lot of fantasy books at the yeah. moment.
1: It's weird, huh? What I'm, do like, I
0: like? Honestly, like one is good for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love fantasy. Um Maybe it's because Game of Thrones. Is it the Game of Thrones effect? I'm sure it is. In which case, this could use a lot more dicks.
0: That's the second comic this week. Oh, wait, no, you don't. You want less...
1: I want less Garth Ennis dicks, more swords and sorcery dicks.
0: Imagine if, like, Where's Wally? He hid a picture of his penis in every single (laughs) comic he wrote. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, (laughs) requesting every artist. This is what my dick looks like. (laughs) doesn't have to be attached to a person, just have it in, like just, a fr- in a fruit bowl.
1: Oh my God, I would do that. I would do that if you, I was a writer.
0: Send, send, send artists what send, your dick looks yeah, like. Yeah,
1: I would send a picture of what my penis looks like.
0: Amazing. Uh, Kingsman, um, The Red Diamond, number one of six, a new series from the, what was it originally called before they made it a movie? It was Secret Service. I don't know. Mark Miller. <clears throat> um, title became a, a big popular movie. It's like kind of James Bondesque about the Secret Service. Um, But with
1: class issues.
0: Yeah, because Eggsy, he's a white guy who wears a tracksuit, and that's not okay, but he has to be in the Secret Service anyway.
1: Now he's got to wear a suit all the time Uh, or something.
0: This wasn't written by Mark Miller. It was written by Rob Williams, who I enjoy as the writer of uh, Unfollow and Suicide Squad. Um, Art was by Simon Fraser, and uh, this opens with Eggsy on a mission uh, saving Prince Philip. um, Ugh. as Good lord, as... that was
1: an annoying sequence. Yep, and
0: he ends up punching Prince Philip out
1: for being uh, rude.
0: Yeah, for being rude about class. And he hates like... tracksuits too.
1: <laughs> and like the whole thing of like, oh, the Greeks are kidnapping Prince Philip because of economic issues, but they don't even know that Prince Philip is Greek. As if that would make a difference at all.
0: Um, look, I thought this was quite, like pretty in line with the Kingsman movie. There was like a dumb erection joke on like the second. Oh yeah, the second page. But um, it, this, to me, felt way more like a Garth Ennis book, yeah, than, absolutely, uh, than the book that Garth Ennis wrote this week. Um, look, I think th- this is just a this this is a, a series, a franchise that is not for me. Agreed, because um, I'm not a 14 year old gross little boy.
1: <laughs> I am, and it's still not for me.
0: <laughs> um, I did enjoy the sneak preview of a new Steve's Gross and Dave Stewart book at the back called mm. Maestro. Did you flick through that? Yeah,
3: that looks cool. I know huh? I just
0: said, less fantasy, please, but this looks like my this kind of like fantasy. cool fantasy. In which a big, giant, like, goblin guy kicks someone's face apart. Look at that. Whoa. Yeah, that was good. I like, Steve Scrooge is a very good gore artist. Um, And also, yeah, I mean, it, 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 he has there's, a, there's an essence of, like, Frank Quietly of, mm. to his work as well. I, I think he would, he'd be offended by that because he was probably making, making comics well before Frank Quietly. Uh, but not w- as good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It, uh, this is a. I'm looking forward to that one. My story is Add it to the list of image books to look out for. Absolutely. Uh, Boom are another company that, uh, regularly put out issues that I have, like, no knowledge of before reading them or seeing the number one. And then suddenly I get, like, oh my God, I love this. Mm. And this is what I th- thought when I read a book called Lazaretto, issue number one this week, uh, written by Clay McLeod Chapman with art by Jay Levang. hmm. Um, and, uh, this is like a, uh, a college book mm-hmm. about two, uh, two freshmen mm-hmm. um, and we see them, um, one is a boy kind of, w- we see like, just like, you know, his, his strict dad kind of giving him things of what he needs to do once he gets to college. And the other one is she's, she comes from a very religious family and she, he, her dad's like, you remember, you've always got God on your side. And I was like, okay, cool. It's going to be like a coming of age kind mm. of graduation tale. It's not. It's about it's, zombies. It's outbreak. <laughs> There is a there is a virus outbreak, and everyone on campus has this virus, including the girls, um, Roomie, um, who is like this like punk kind of like dreadlocked punk girl who gets worse and more and more disgusting looking mm. as the book advances. Um, and uh, I was really wrapped in, you know, this is a kind of story we've seen a hundred times, but, um, I loved the um the the symmetry of beginning the issue. Uh, on like the uh, the welcome to Yersin at university kind of open day mm-hmm. and then the same shot at the end, but the um the university has been um quarantined quarantined, and we see like lots of men in yellow suits taking the place of different families looking at the campus um I'm on board this is a cool book
1: yeah, this was good fun
0: um boom I enjoyed this boom consistently doing really great things from you know like for for teens as well yeah, absolutely great books for teens. Great books for teens. Not fourteen-year-old disgusting little boys, though.
1: <laughs> we hate them.
0: <laughs> Even though Siobhan is one, I am one. Um, so that was a, that was a really nice surprise. And mm-hmm. so too was another book from Oni Press.
1: Oh, I didn't read this.
0: Siobhan, this is written by Paul Tobin. Uh-huh. Um, it was called Made Men, and Paul Tobin is best known for writing Bandette. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he won an Eisner for that too. Um, but that uh, wins a lot of awards. Art by this was, was by Arjuna Suzini, oh, with colors cool. by Gonzalo Duarte. And uh, in this book, it looks like a regular cop procedural Mm -hmm. in which a bunch of special, uh, what do they call it? Like, what's the special forces? Special?
1: Yes. I don't know. Something like (laughs) that. Some
0: special police. (laughs) Um, One by one, they are all killed in a matter of seconds after they're ambushed by a bunch of criminals. And it's narrated by um, kind of like their... The head of the special thing that they are. Nice. Um, as she watches all of her friends die around them, and, she, and she's helpless to save them, and uh, she is finally, you know, like six pages in, she is executed by the uh, the four criminals who have assembled to take all these uh, uh, special elite forces out. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as they walk away, we see her get back up, and it is revealed. Guess what's revealed? She's a Frankenstein.
4: Cool. <laughs> Cool. She's not a
0: Frankenstein's monster. She Frankenstein. belongs to the the, the the family Frankenstein. Right, okay. And um, she, uh, you know, ha- has been studying, um, I think it's like her, her grandma, Grandma Frankenstein. She did all of the work that um, her husband took the credit for.
1: Classic. Classic men.
0: And so not only is she now up and walking after being um, executed um, by these criminals, she then decides to resurrect her all of her partners that also died at the start of this issue, and this is what the elite force looks like now.
1: Oh my god! There's
0: like a monster one. They're they, they're all basically they've all been reincarnated. They're Frankenstein's monsters now. Yeah. And, and one this of is them's like, half
1: a lion. Why is he half a lion? I don't know.
0: I guess we're gonna learn that later on. But cool. this was like a me. You know, just like so I feel silly. Like three, no, there are a few like three words that will win me over pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm a Frankenstein. I'm like, yep, <laughs> on board.
1: Yep. <laughs> Done. Sold. Absolutely sold. <laughs>
0: um, was this that? Was, was that? Did you read any more number ones this week?
1: Um, I read the girl who played with fire, which is the um, first part of the next girl with a dragon tattoo. I can't remember what that trilogy is called.
0: So, did they release all the uh, the rest of the issues? Of the girl with the dragon tattoo comic adaptation. It was only two issues. Oh right, they sure. packed
1: a lot into um, two issues, and I think this is probably going to be the same. Um, but I still, I still enjoy this. It's good. Like it's hard. It's a hard read sometimes, but, um, it's good.
0: This comes out through Titans. Um, was it called Hard Case Crime? Hard Case Crime. Yeah.
1: I like it. And it's like, it's a reprint of the European adaptation, the artwork by Manuel Carrot. Hmm. Carrot? Gonzalez. Excellent. Or I don't know. Is it Carrot? no, I'm sure yeah, it's It's definitely not I. Carrot. Um, but...
0: Manuel Carrot is an incredible <laughs> superhero name for someone who's part Carrot and part
1: man European. Uh, <laughs> but I really, I still really like this. I think it's a it's a good adaptation.
0: Um, I read two number ones that I'm just going to go out here and say this. You did not even I, yeah, like, I bat an eyelid too.
1: Actively was like, I'm not reading that. I was going to send you a message even and be like, I'm not reading Yoga Hoses or Fruit Ninja because fuck that.
0: Okay, so I read the first uh, book that Smod Comics put out, Ugh. which is Kevin Smith's uh, Smodco, Smodcast, Smod everything. I don't even know what SMOD stands for. Don't let us know. I'd rather not know. Um, but he he and Dynamite.
1: Suck my old dick. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? It probably is called that. That's probably yeah, what it stands Yeah, for. like it's
1: Kevin Smith.
0: Um, and uh, so Dynamite have done this with Smod Comics. Um, this is Yoga Hoses When Colleen's Collide. Um, and this is a, I guess, like a prequel comic for the Yoga Hoses movie, which movie? is a movie that I haven't seen, and I wish I could never see. But um, my other podcast, Hey Fam. Oh no! We've just, uh, uh, for those who don't listen, we've spent much of the last couple months uh, dissecting a tweet that uh, Kevin Smith did. Uh, years ago now.
1: Oh, that classic one, which I now know Horrifying. off by heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Ten years in, and we bone like we <laughs> we're, like we're cheating on each other with each other.
4: It's um, so horrible. Yeah, yeah. A, a
0: decade plus, and her taint slash brown slash. So wait, sorry, her clit slash brown slash taint area still pones my dick.
1: Pones.
0: <laughs> pones. P capital O W. N-S. Uh, for, the, those of hey fam, for the crossover HeyFam listeners, you've heard me force Angus to begin every episode by reciting <laughs> that by memory, and he's actually gotten much better than I am.
4: It's really upsetting.
0: So this book, um, like, it's baffling because the writer of it is Kevin Smith. Who I feel like has the money and clout to produce a better comic than he's what this And he's written, is. like,
1: okay comics before. Like People like his Comics that we think are Green okay Arrow. that other
0: people actually genuinely yeah. love. Like the Green Arrow stuff, the Daredevil, Guardian Angel.
1: I really didn't like his Batman stuff, but no, that's fine. No, I didn't
0: like it that he's Daredevil either, but I know a lot of people do. I actually quite like his Green Arrow stuff, though. Yeah, I've never read um, People like his Green Hornet stuff. But this is the art on this one is by um, Jeff Quigley. and it looks very, very rushed. I'm not sure if that's because of the like digital inking or colouring or something like that, but it just is not... It's an ugly book. Yeah, it's it's an, it's an ugly book. Um, that's a great way of putting it. Um, and uh, the jokes in it are uh, not very funny and uh, it, it it immediately sets up the movie. Now, here's the conundrum that I'm in. Uh, we do uh, commentaries, Patreon mm. commentaries for hey Fam now once a month and they're always of bad movies. And we mm. decided, because we have been making fun of him so much, let's make... The next month of commentaries for Hey Fam be the worst-rated Kevin Smith movies. Nice. And I checked just before recording the the one with the most votes this month is Yoga Hoses. Great. So, you know, sucked in a couple. Yeah, 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 suck my old dick in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I find it really weird that he named his daughter Harley Quinn. Yep. Just, you know. Not to get too personal, about Kevin Smith. But just,
0: just to continue this plug, uh, this Saturday, if mm. you're in Sydney, we're doing a Hey Fam live episode in which we have a panel of experts who are going to get to the bottom of this tweet so we can leave it <laughs> once and for all. Um,
1: what experts on what? Kevin Smith. Well, I mean or the horniest guy tweets. we know. Tommy nice.
0: Dassolo is going to be on it. Nice. Uh, we have actor um, and uh, creator of the very good show um, Growing Up Gracefully, Eliza Riley. Um, we have um, comedian Jen Fricker, and we have uh, games writer and comedian Michael Hing. Oh, great! Um, so it's going to be a, a really, really fun um, panel of people talking about one of the dumbest things ever. That's actually um, really exciting. It's happening this Saturday, two p.m. at uh, at Cake Wines in Redfern. Uh, if you head to Facebook.com/slash HeyFanPodcast, you can uh, find all the details there. Me and Angus will be there, and uh, it would be love to lovely to see pe- people that maybe don't even listen to Hey Fan but just want to. Come to a live episode of something else I do. Mm. Um, it'll be very, very funny and silly. And um, uh, maybe I'll bring up this comic. Maybe I'll do a proper... No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, c- come along if you are in Sydney. We'd love to see you. Mm. Uh, the final uh, number one that I reviewed this week was Fruit Ninja number one. Are you a fan of the Fruit Ninja game on your iPhone?
1: Absolutely not.
0: What about the Fruit Ninja game Jetpack Joyride? What? he's in here too
1: what does that mean it's the it's
0: the it's the uh interconnected app universe
1: oh my god, i hate everything
0: uh yeah, this was no good the end Yay. <laughs> dynamite doing some great stuff this week <laughs> um yeah this was like a bunch of uh like a like little short stories like uh, for memory, the fruit ninja game is about like you it's, just, just about it's, it's about fruit. your finger and slicing fruit, but instead we have a bunch of we have two groups of of, te- of tweens to Ugh. teens that um, uh, there's an, there's an ancient group of them long long ago, and then a modern group of them that retain the values of the fruit ninjas even today. <laughs> <laughs> this was so shit. Why does it exist? I don't know. Fuck you, dynamite. But just make like this was worse than Grumpy Cat meets Garfield. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that like the new level? The scale. Ugh.
4: I don't
0: know, that, that's certainly not the worst. It that, that was actually like, you know, weirdly well put together. Mm. The art on this is the is the best thing about it by um uh, Scott Brown and Rory Coleman. But uh, I
1: just don't think that any like children who are like, yeah, I love playing Fruit Ninja on my mom's phone would be like, I want to know more Here's about what's funny. these ninjas.
0: The only people credited are the artists, colorists, letterers. Oh here we go. And it was all written by Nate Cosby. I thought I thought he I thought no one wanted to admit that they wrote this comic. <laughs> Those are our reviews of all the number ones that came out last week. Uh if you would like to uh, share your thoughts on any of these new series that you may have uh read alongside us, maybe you disagree with us, maybe you agree with us, maybe you want more details about whether you should pick up Fruit Ninja number one. Uh the best thing to do is come and chat with us at our Facebook group, which is Facebook.com slash group slash series podcast. We'd love to have you there. And uh you know, Even Fruit Ninja comic-related discussions uh, are uh, are celebrated. Absolutely. All things comics.
1: Tell us why you like it, and we'll ban you from the group. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, now it's time to play a little game called Roll the Dice for Image, Marvel, or DC. Siobhan, I hold a dice in my hand. It is green with white spots. It sure is. Should those dots roll up one or two, we'll talk about Image first. Three or four, DC first, and five and six, Marvel first. Rolling the dice, here we go. Two, Image first. One. Image first. God damn it, I'm not even rolling, I'm just kind of spinning it. Four, so we're going to do Image, DC and Marvel, the exact order in which I said the dice roll. Whatever. Fuck you, dice. (laughs) Uh, The Image books came out this week, um, the most notable of which was the return of a little series called Motor Crush. Yay! Featuring a superhero whose name is not Motor Crush, nor is she a superhero. But uh, (laughs) the creators on this are Brendan Fletcher, Cameron Stewart and Babs Tarr. And it is about a girl who uh, rides motorbikes competitively and... In the black market of motorbike races too. Um, And uh, there is a drug called Crush Mm -hmm. and you give it to your motorbike to make your motorbike speed faster.
1: But also, it is the only thing that stops her from dying.
0: Because we learned that the character of Motor Crush... (laughs) I like calling her Motor Crush. You should. You should continue um, calling her Motor Crush. Is like an alien or something. And when when her father figure found her, um, she was... With these pink crystals that uh, mm. that one of their her family friends or someone that her 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 her, her dad father, wanted a bone yep uh, and and marry yeah so he was you know he was an honourable man yeah um yeah they they're been kind of making these pink <laughs> so so she's I like how to this pink hard this drug. is to
1: um explain it's it sounds really, like an image ge- image book to me <laughs> it's a really good comic. Yeah. It's high concept. I I thought I was getting over it. Communicate it clearly. But in
0: that first arc I thought I was like, yeah, I've seen all I've read all I need to with this book, mm. you know, maybe it's not for me. But this was a great return to this world Absolutely. And, uh, it's it's kind of filling in the gaps too of like the 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 you know, teenage years mm-hmm. of the character motor crush <laughs> and the tragic events that um lead to not only her and her father kind of uh, skipping town, but also the creation of this pink drug that it now affects everyone in this comic's life,
1: and also why her dad has a peg leg
0: that's right, a peg leg that he made himself because he's a mechanic he's a real good mechanic it's a good comic yeah, and uh, the art is excellent, colors are wonderful mm-hmm. um, and i uh, yeah, I was very happy to see this back in my stack this week agreed I'm glad I stuck with it instead of like going like Meh. image books I feel like get they should get they deserve two passes for the most part mm. unless they're written by Howard Shaken. <laughs> or they're about craft beer. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> um, did you read Elsewhere number I did. two? I did. Did you read the first one? Would no. You, no my, my recount for you was enough. Yep. That's how good of a recounter I am. I understood So this is all. the book, Siobhan, that, um that is about um, missing people and where mm-hmm. they show up. It's another one set in a fantasy world with dragons. Mm. Um, and, uh, I
1: kind of thought they were aliens, but no. No, I mean, You it's think fantasy. they're dragons? It's like, they're orky. No, they are orky.
0: Mm. Goblin-esque And there's like There's a monarchy And stuff like that I feel like Yeah I don't know Um, So Elsewhere is about Amelia Earhart Mm -hmm. She's the main character And she wakes up In this fantasy world And at the end Of the first issue We learn that Another person That is being held Prisoner by these fantasy People Is D.B. Cooper who was a man that I was like, who the fuck's that? Yeah, who and the fuck then is that? all of our listeners who are very, very proud, proud Planet Broadcasting fans uh, recommended I listen to an episode by our friends over at the Do Go On podcast. Mm. Who, Siobhan, we might actually be doing an episode with potentially oh, in November. Nice. Um, but uh, I should listen to that podcast, a live episode. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I listened to that. It was great, and um, hopefully whenever they introduce another missing person that I have no idea about do go on have done an episode about them too (laughs) in fact do go on makers you should uh, contact the creators of this book Jay Ferber Samai Kesgen, oh boy Ron Riley and Thomas Mauer and uh, maybe find out which missing people come up soon and then at the very least your listeners can tell me that I can listen to your podcast again Mm, not that I'm not a subscriber now
1: I mean that seems pretty self-serving for you
4: yeah
0: (laughs) which is all the more reason to do it uh, so this um, saw DB and uh, Amelia teaming up and escaping the prison. And uh, it was quite a fast-moving comic. Um, we now see them kind of free in this fantasy world and getting attacked by killer insects.
1: Hornets, something like that. I liked this. This was cool. You know, it was like easy enough to jump on in issue two with a relatively um, short explanation of what issue one was. I like this. This is good fun. Silly team up, silly historical team up.
0: Are there any um, missing people that you hope show up?
1: I don't know any other missing people. Does Harold,
0: Who else has gone Harold Ho- oh my Australian god, Australian yeah. Prime Minister Harold Holt? Does, does he? Does <laughs> is he potentially someone that could because he just kind of like he just went drowned. swimming and never came back. Yeah, and they named a pool after him.
1: <laughs> it's a very poor Australia. <laughs> <taste>. <laughs> um, that would be so funny if Harold Holt showed up. Yeah, yeah. It okay. seems massively unlikely.
0: Fingers crossed, but I support that. Maybe though. if do go on, do contact the creators. Don't ask who's going to show up. Just tell them. Yeah. But Harold Holt's I reckon they've already done a Howard Holt episode. Probably. And I'm sure our listeners will let us know. <laughs> um What's what is do go on? is basically it, it's it's awesome. Do go on refers to um like basically like there's three of them. Mm-hmm. They uh each each week they uh they have a a topic. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of all each, like, and one of them, it's their job. One of their job is to tell this topic, which is about, you know, the life of someone or, mm-hmm. or a big event or, or a company. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, Nick Mason went mm-hmm. on and did uh, the history of Marvel Comics one time. Oh, wow. Um, and do go on refers to the fact that the other hosts continually interrupt. Right. Make jokes while they're trying to tell this important story. Mm. And, you know, oh, but do go on.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That sounds fun. I should listen to that.
0: Um, would you listen to it if it was called do gong on? Yes, I and would. Was, every I love was dugongs. about dugongs. They're my favorite. And it was just, they, sea beast. Was, they, just to, they just had to give dugong facts.
1: <laughs> I really would listen to that. I want more dugong facts. Okay,
0: maybe we'll do a spin-off episode called do, Dugong On. I'm into it. Um, I read two image books that Siobhan did not this week. Uh, the best of which was The Wicked and The Divine, uh, issue number 31. Um, and, uh, man, everything is coming to a head, and it's crazy, and... Uh, I know a lot of people said that like the kind of slow moving nature of the last few issues was infuriating and a whole bunch of crazy shit goes down now um, with uh, one of our characters siding with someone who proves to be at the very end of this issue, extremely evil. And we, and we lose another character at the end of this issue in a very uh, violent way. Oh no. It's a great book. It looks beautiful. Yeah. When I
1: see it, that I'm not reading it.
0: I reckon you could just borrow those trades and do yeah. a binge. You, yeah. You'd love it. it I, I, this would read very well in trade format too, and I think a lot of our listeners uh, choose to read not just this, but a lot of image books that way.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: In fact, I think that's one of the questions that we're going to have to answer in our Q and A episode that we're putting up next.
1: Ooh.
0: Uh, finally, I read The Walking Dead issue number one hundred and seventy-one. Uh, this issue was is called "Fear the Princess." And the princess cool. refers to a brand new character that the uh, survivors encounter when they go to a new town. Uh, she is the sole resident of this town, and uh, she can be seen on the cover in a big pink, f- f- like feathery, fluffy jacket. fluffy jacket and big purple hair because she just dyes her hair whatever because she's bored and alone. Um, and Fair it enough. felt very much like Robert Kirkman, just being like, oh, check out this crazy character, but you can't <laughs> wait to see her on television. <laughs> mm. um, so it even feels like it was written specifically for an actor in mind.
1: It's also pretty funny because a character who dyes her hair multiple colours in a black and white comic may not come across that. Yeah. Well.
0: But you know, here she is on the cover in colour. And uh the show isn't black and white. That's true. And then way more people watch that than read the book. So. Yes. Uh, look, it, it is very cynical of me to take that approach when looking at this I- issue because it was a fine issue. Besides, mm. like you know, besides me being a dick, <laughs> um, and you know, 171 issues of an extremely popular comic book is nothing to be sniffled at. Agreed. No matter how bad you're cold, I haven't got a cold right now, by the way.
4: Oh, congratulations! I'm fine. Good health. Good
0: job. Uh, DC is the next publisher we're going to be talking about, and uh, we're going to kick things off with a discussion of issue 30 um, of uh, Batman, written by Tom King with art by The Mans. Whose mans is this? Why, only Clayman and Seth Man on pencils and inks with colours by Geordie Belair. I love this, podcast. <laughs> uh, This is the War of Jokes and Riddles interlude in which we learn more about the tragic backstory of Kite, Kite Man, Man in The Ballad of Kite Man Part 2. Oh,
1: it just keeps getting worse for poor old Kite Man, huh? But
0: in, in doing so, the story just keeps on getting better.
1: Mm, so who's the real winner?
0: Um, so people are speculating in our group um, that at the beginning of this series, um, Batman confessed to Catwoman that he did something real fucking bad. Mm. And we're going to learn what that is by the end of this uh, story. Mm. I mean, probably. Yeah. Unless he pulls a Bendis and doesn't yeah. <laughs> tell us. Um, but uh, people are speculating that, that Batman kills Kite Man. Oh. I don't think that's going to happen because Kite Man is still very much a character in the current day Batman comics. Yeah, But, you know, comics are comics and people die and come back to life all the time. Totally. Um I think the bad thing that he was referring to is the fact that he sided with R- the Riddler. Yeah,
4: that
1: seems pretty bad. That seems bad enough to like, me. With
0: known killer, the Riddler, okay, who in this world, like, you know, in this iteration of the comics is not much better than the Joker now. No. <clears throat> um, but in any case, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this arc a lot. I think. Yeah,
1: it- this was good. This was a good issue. It was way less, like, fun than the last couple of issues. It's pretty depressing, all the kind Man stuff. Yeah, man. But um, It's a ballad, still very-
0: Ballads aren't always fun. That's true. Ballads are not known for their fun. Agreed. Um, I think if you were comp- to compare this to anything from Scott Snyder's run, this is uh, Tom King's Zero Year. Yeah. And by this point in Zero Year, I'd tapped out. I didn't, and I just gave up on Snyder's Batman series. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, give me, give me more of this, please. Absolutely. So well done, Tom King. Over to Superman number thirty now.
1: Oh. Oh, you know what? I.
0: Yeah, you made the I, right call.
1: I intentionally decided not to read that. Uh,
0: there was a, a, a fill-in story, I guess, while um, regular writer. Peter Tomasi has a little break, I assume. I guess, I hope he's coming back on this book soon and bringing it back to the, the glory days that it mm. was just like six issues ago. It was yeah. one, one of my favourite books and now I'm like, I hate this book.
1: Yeah, I just like, I saw the cover and I was like, uh, you know what, I can't be the with Yellow Lantern, Superman.
0: So in this issue, um, Parallax has infiltrated Superman. He is Superman. Mm. And it's a fight between Sinestro and Parallax Superman.
1: Lame.
4: It's real boring. It's
1: funny the things that like, I will, <laughs> like... That could so easily be something that I'm like, yeah, cool. (laughs) I think if you
0: built up that parallax.
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
0: There's a threat in Superman's world now. Yeah. Or it was in an, an event with, with in a Justice League book. You know, mm. I think that could be fun. Totally. But I think he just kind of showed up out of nowhere, took over Superman. We get two issues of it. It's, it's you know, doesn't have enough room to breathe to make it interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well done. You've filled in two issues. <laughs> and hopefully it goes back to being good again. Done. Um, final proper, you know, regular world DC book I read this week was Nightwing issue 28. I gave oh. it a break. I thought I would check back in with this book because I saw a few characters that I recognized from mm. the Grayson run. So Mr. Mister Minos is back and um, Tiger, who is his partner. Yeah. And then we also learned that the, that Raptor is coming back to the book too. Cool. So this issue, I was mostly a flick through to see how, how things are going. It wasn't the best, but um, uh, I think with the return of Raptor, hopefully Nightwing will be as good as it was when it started. Shortly hmm. after Rebirth.
1: Oh, I'll Do you remember, remember
0: it. how much we loved Yeah, that Nightwing? was so good. Yeah. I, want
1: it, I want it back. I love Nightwing.
0: Yeah. Um, from uh, the outside of the
1: regular... De- Wait, oh, hang on. Fuck, I read... I'm, damn yeah. it. How did I miss Deathstroke? I don't know. I don't know, you doofus. Because um, I read issue 23 of Deathstroke, which is all about the defiance team that he's put together. So Slade is trying to be like a hero, I guess, but with his own sort of weird agendas. Um, <laughs> it's still really good fun. I think they're doing a really good job of like... Jericho's jericho is really great in this and they did a really good job of like um like he's by and they've just introduced that into it in a really good non-shitty way um clever use of a team i like this version of power girl i like the stuff they're doing with rose um yeah really interesting really good book yeah I'm christopher Priest is it. the
0: man oh, i'm gonna steal this i'm gonna read it after the show
4: yeah nice good call
0: um yeah, Christopher Priest, and we're going to review another of his books later on. That was one of my favourite issues of the week, too. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, it's, he's just... He, he's an extremely good writer. I'm filling in the gaps in, like, everything that he's written. I mean, I've been uh, trying to track down some uh the early Valiant stuff he did for Quantum and Woody.
1: Yeah, cool. i got to um, sit down and read this all again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we need to do that, too. Um, Injustice 2 this week um, is very, very fun because not only is there one plastic man... There are two plastic men in this Yay. issue. In is this a plastic man's son? Yeah. son of plastic man. Yep, nice. plastic plastic boy. I don't
1: know. I feel like he used to just call himself son of plastic man. Am That's, I wrong? That
0: rules. I don't know. But also has Animal Man, who has taken the um, side of Ra's al Ghul because Ra's al Ghul is going to wipe out most of humanity in order to save the rest of the planet, so the animals huh. sp- in particular. Um, and because Animal Man can, you know, uh, emote with animals and feel their pain, and uh, in particular, is a really somber moment where uh, he recounts seeing the last of a particular kind of rhinoceros die oh. and like saying that the, the the pain wasn't in him dying. It was in the fact that he'd spent the last year just being alone, mm. knowing his, he was the last of his species. And animal man has an allegiance with Rachel al Gaul because he wants that to not happen to all these animals ever again.
1: Oh, that's actually kind of great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. Um It's a cool book. I like, uh, you, I think you get a kick out of reading this in, in, I know in like, I should. you know, one, one rainy weekend. Yeah. Um Also, uh, uh, animal Man conjures the powers of a leech at one point to kill the poacher, <laughs> and just like really <laughs> gruesomely chomps his chest out. That's real good. Yeah, real fun. Um, good book. So just outside of the regular DC universe, we have the Young Animal universe, which we are uh, we know we, they're crossing over at some point. Um, but uh, I thought this was actually going to be the the final issue of uh, one of mm. our favorite books, and I was like very sad. And we were already I think I feel like we last issue we talked about. Like, you know, how bad it would be for this to go and fuck DC and blah, blah, blah. This is not the final issue, so I take it back for now. (laughs) Uh, Shade (laughs) the Changing Girl is uh, the issue we're talking about right now. Issue 12, written by uh, Cecil Castellucci and uh, Marley Zarconi, Undy Parks and Kelly Fitzpatrick on art duties. Um, This issue saw... um, was kind of like a very, very fast moving for this book, which uh, often takes its time with a lot of the emotional resonance of resonance of what's happening in it scene to scene. This, mm. this was a very fast-moving, um, like three different plots all coming to a head at once uh, issue that was uh, exhilarating oh, mm. um, as we see uh, the final moments of uh, the actor who plays Honey, uh, which is Shade's uh, favourite show, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the aliens tracking her down. Um, and uh, and also her friends from the other side of the country tracking her down too. Mm. Um, there was one great middle spread page of like where you kind of, you can read it from any point and, and, yep. and it makes sense if you read it clockwise, which was really fun.
1: Molly Zaccone's art is so, so good on this book. Yep. I love it. Um, in fact,
0: it wasn't even pick. It was, It said, "Place a pencil in the middle of this page and spin. Where it lands is where you read first.
1: Yeah, that's really cute. I don't think
0: anyone would have picked up a pencil. No, fuck that. <laughs> but uh, it was a it was a great great page. Absolutely, excellent issue. And um, most I'm glad ex-
1: to see it's continuing. You know, and, and we've we got see, so much closure in this.
0: We see Shade emerges her own self, right? Mm, yeah. Um, what do you think of her new? Uh, new I like look?
1: her. I like her mullet. I want a mullet.
0: Colorful mullet. It's cool. She looks a little bit. What's that? Uh. What's that show Gem? She looks like, she, looks yeah. like she, she could be on the on the holograms. She
1: absolutely could. It's very kind of new wave. New wave.
0: Yeah, um, and there were some great moments with her alien ex boyfriend mm-hmm. L- LePak. Mm-hmm. boyfriend. Yeah, that was that was beautiful that moment. Yeah, that was. This is such a good book. It really is. And I'm just like, yeah. The, the next arc is called Milk Wars. No yeah, idea what, does what that, that refers to, but I'm, uh, I'm 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 the fuck on board. Absolutely. And we got an excellent little backup um, with art by um, Katie Jones, which. Uh, explored Lepuck's journey in, in life and love, mm. which I thought was wonderful. Agreed. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, also from Young Animal this week was uh, the only issue this week in which a girl um, had sexual relations with a um, with handsome, cat. anthropomorphic cat.
1: Mm. Weird.
0: Um, if you said it the way you said it everyone's like Ugh. But he's, a, he's a handsome cat yeah he's a, Although he's a handsome, homeless, anti-establishment he's handsome, yeah. cat that's right uh, so this is written by Gerard Way with uh, Nick Darrington returning on art duties uh, inks by Tom Fowler and colors by Tamara Bonvian. Uh man this was a very good issue right like
1: it totally was I fucking have no idea what's going on in this book
0: haven't you just kind of like
1: but I just you just got to go with it right yeah
0: I think I, I mostly love it just because Nick Darrington's art is so good yeah absolutely and with, especially with Tamara's colors as well mm-hmm. um uh, look, I think even if you even fig- like know what's happening, you know, half the time in this book, there's still a lot to see. I mean, who doesn't want to see a gorgeous girl um, have sex with a
1: handsome cat? That hasn't sold you on this comic. I don't know what will.
0: I liked the moment where they just make out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah looking- where all of a sudden
1: she looks at him and she's like, damn, that's a handsome cat. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <That was good. laughs>
0: um, and meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of bullshit going on with Danny Land, who can only yeah. be an ambulance at this point. And... Um, someone else is sleeping and then there's this cool thing with a neglected son uh, mm-hmm. trying to channel weird magic, black, mm-hmm. black magic. And then there are these and weird robots. And weird food
1: thing that makes everything taste good but it's clearly evil or something. There is What's one
0: criticism on? is that they just kind of throw a weird idea at you and then don't revisit it again in yeah. the issue. Yeah, and Generally it will come back at some point but I feel like yeah, he is kind of throwing way too much at you at each issue. If you're
1: looking for like narrative stability... Or linear storytelling. Or closure. Is, <laughs> or Closure. Yeah, this is not the book for you.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it not, it's not the book for you yet. Mm. Um, through Vertigo right now, I read two Vertigo books. Um, uh, and uh, the best of those was Astro City number 47. Now, we haven't actually talked about many of them yet. In fact, I guess the, the Dick Darcy and Muttley was certainly one of them. Mm. Um, Actually, big week for dogs. Well, not only was it a big week for dogs, it was a big week for um, dogs and humans being meshed together because mm. that's what happened in the Dick Dastardly and Mutley um, issue. It mm-hmm. also happens in Astro City 47 when a, uh, a thief um, that you would kind of expect to see in like a Nick Spencer series, like Superior Foes of Spider-Man mm-hmm. or The Fix, where, um, you know, this is the kind of guy that, you know, all he wants to do is steal things and he doesn't really have a moral code and... Isn't it funny that he never gets a moral code? It's what mm. it's always happens in Nick Spencer's book, and it yeah. gets boring. Um, in this one, his moral code comes from a dog that he he steals from a friend. He also steals an amulet, and at one point, the dog and the... He, while while wearing the amulet, the dog's nose touches the amulet, and they mesh together, and we he gets turned into a... Like a superhero like a squat with squat little corgi man, a dog, uh, with corgi powers, basically. Is what it are a, the powers a, a, of a corgi? That's short right, short legs, um, being able to smell things. Oh
4: yeah, that's good. But
0: uh, hanging out with the queen. Here's the thing, though. He's not in control entirely when he's oh. the superhero. It's the two of them, and oh. so the good the the dog just wants to be good. And he does, so his immediate reaction is to try and use his powers to, to steal shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the dog's like, no, we have to be good, good, oh, good, good. <laughs>
1: that's really cute. And I like that.
0: It's an unbear- it's an unbelievably sweet sweet issue. One of my favorite issues of the week by far. And mm. then ends on the most somber note Aww. before a cliffhanger, um, where you know he, he he it's you know some time passes and and he's now a, a full-on superhero called G Dog, and uh, he goes to the vet and finds out. Like, it hasn't gotten too depressing yet, but mm. he finds out that, yeah, dogs don't live as long as humans, and and he just realises that. And I, I love this issue so much. Mm. What I think is so impressive about Astro City is that Kurt Busick, who is the writer of this long-running fantastic uh, superhero world, just introduces characters and concepts that he'll only use for one or two issues that, you know, any other publisher would base an entire line, line on. Mm. Um and there's just so many insane ideas in this world. It's such a beautiful city to keep revisiting. And when you see characters just show up for like a panel, it's like, oh, it's that guy from that one story. Blah, blah, blah. That is fun. I, I, I encourage anyone, even if you haven't read any Astro City, like you could have read this from, from cover yeah. to cover and, and, and fully understood the story because, you know, we talk about one-shots all the time. This 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 entire run, save for like a, a kind of... a. A dark moment, which I think was even called like the Dark Ages or something, Amazing. Um, w- was just a series of like you know either one shots or, or three to four issue short stories. Mm. Um, it's a, it's an incredible run of comics. I encourage everyone listening to at some point in their lives at least read some, if not all of Astro City. Mm. It's a very rewarding read, and this was a, one of the best issues that I've read uh, I don't know, since like you know three months when I said that was the best. It's great. I love Astro City. Um, Vertigo also put out issue seven, which is the penultimate issue of uh, this book, Savage Things, written by Justin Jordan with art by, um, what's his name? Someone, Mustafa, um, about like a bunch of assassins gone wrong. And uh, it's it's really, you know, knowing that there's one issue left, maybe I should just save it until this, issue se- this series finishes mm. and kind of give you my thoughts on the full series. But this was uh, a better issue than the last one. Um, I, I, you know, I'm barely hanging on to this just because I, I enjoy Justin Jordan and it's rare yeah. that he fully puts his entire, both of his feet amiss. What's the fucking saying? Whatever that oh, saying no. is. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're going for. <laughs> Those are our DC reviews. Now it is time for Marvel. we're going to kick things off with uh, a book that I'm going to assume was your favourite Marvel book this week too. Oh, I don't know. You don't like put putting labels on things. No, you I just don't. You just hate saying you liked stuff. <laughs> you just <laughs> want to say everything's fine. <laughs> uh, Absolutely.
1: But this was good. This was really good. This Black was a good Bolt. Issue.
0: Black Bolt issue number five, written by Saladin Ahmed, with uh, art by Christian Ward and Fraser Irving, which is an incredible duo.
1: Absolutely. I love Fraser Irving.
0: Now, um, we mentioned what a great week for dogs this was. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, it was a great uh, week for Lockjaw, the it Inhumans dog. It was a good week. Uh, in a week, he, you week. Know, he's, about, he's about to have a pretty bad week when uh, that TV series comes out and all the critics start panning it. It's already happening. It's already yeah. a pretty good, bad week for the Inhumans, but their comics are stronger than... They've been in a long while, mm. uh, and this Black Bolt comic is a, a fine example of that. Um, in which uh, Black Bolt and uh, a ragtag group of, uh, of villains, including an incredibly well-written um, absorbing, absorbing man, absorbing man, uh, his own Crusher Creel, mm-hmm. um, escape a prison mm-hmm. with the help of Lockjaw, and we see like these this beautiful kind of like well, Fraser Irving does this like kind of look at the the long life and friendship of Black Bolt and mm-hmm. and his dog Lockjaw. And I really loved that. So when you yeah. when you see Lockjaw disappear out of nowhere while they're in the jail cell, the happy look on, on Black Bolt's face is a look that you I don't think you've ever seen on on that character's no. face before, and it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, agreed. I loved this issue a lot. It was really sweet. I like the history. I like the I like how this is sort of um, connected to the main continuity that's going on with the Inhumans, yep. but it's not essential that you have to read it. Totally. Um, yeah, I like I like this series a lot, and Christian Ward is extremely good.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent, it's so great. Um, and if we get Fraser Irving showing up to do like little flashback you know, mm. pages here and there, that's that's very very captivating and fun. Yeah, this is one of my favorite Marvel books right now, um, and and a great example of whenever someone will be like oh, there's no good books at Marvel, this is absolutely one of them.
4: Absolutely. Um,
0: so please, before you say a statement like that, go and check Blackout, Black Bolt out first. Mm-hmm. Um, Also, in the Inhumans world, uh, from the previously mentioned Christopher Priest, with art uh, by Phil Noto, uh, is the Inhumans: Once and Future Kings, issue number two. We really enjoyed the first issue of this, and I felt exactly the same way about issue two, which is kind of like an not not quite an origin story, but it's one like of the
1: teens. Well,
0: it's like one of those great telling the story in the past where you gradually meet all the characters from a team one by one throughout a series. Mm. And sometimes that can be... They, they, they draw it out way too long. But, you know, in the first issue, we met Black Bolt, Maximus, and Medusa. And then in this issue, we meet Triton and Karnak and... and Gorgon. Gorgon. yeah. And, and, and it's just done really well. They're all in different parts of this world with different allegiances. Everyone is so well-written. Um, which is funny because, like, I don't know, like it gets from... You know, knowing Christopher Priest most recently off of um, uh, uh, Deathstroke, and knowing that he has mm-hmm. a history with like you know like Black Panther and um, and the crew, um, his knowledge of Inhumans history is is incredible. But I know he, he was like an editor at Marvel for a while too. Ah, I right, think so. Okay. I guess that comes with the job. Um, I love this series. Yeah, I think it's real good. Phil Noto's art is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad he's not just doing fucking Star Wars stuff and being able to have like real fun and creativity. With these Inhumans characters, not just even in their costumes, just what they look like out of costume is really, really fun to me too.
1: Yeah, totally, because he's one of, like, he's a guy who knows how to draw stylish, realistic looking, plain clothes superheroes, as well as being able to really let loose with the more sort of fantastical elements of the Inhumans. It's really good fun. And there's enough mystery in this book to make me continue wanting to read it, because at this point, I have no idea who's good and who's bad. Really, like, the king and the people who, are, um, who have connected up with Black Bolt and Maximus and Medusa. Like, I don't really know Yeah, totally. who's who, and it's good fun.
0: Um, I also love the. I also love Teen Karnak. Yes, definitely. Of course. I mean, of course he's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed um, that he's taken the um, kind of, you know, the, the chapter panel that he, that he does in, um, in mm-hmm. Deathstroke. Mm. Priest is, that's used really well in this too. It is. If you, it's just like, you know, black with the white text. Kind of at some point in the page, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, each of these issues has a wonderful backup written by Ryan North with art by um,
1: Gustavo Duarte.
0: Thank you. Um, and it's just a two pager of uh, of Lockjaw, canine master of time and space. And uh, at this, in this um, little two pager, we see um, Lockjaw teleport Wolverine to the kitten dimension. And so cute. Therefore, all comics from this point forward, for the rest of my life, will be judged on whether or not they feature a kitten dimension. <laughs> Uh, I just I think this is, a, this is one of those rare full package comics that Marvel mm. put out where you have a very, very uh, fulfilling um, uh, main story by a great creative team and a great backup, too. A total mm-hmm. in- incentive to get the single issues, which, you know, when you've got stuff like Marvel Unlimited and, um, you know, they're very, very well scheduled trade releases, it's, it's rare that you get that.
1: Absolutely. Plus a great cover by, I think, Art Adams or is it Nick Bradshaw?
0: Is it, uh, it is Nick Bradshaw and Jim Campbell. Good either. Good. I wouldn't have picked Red Bradshaw. Did you see his signature somewhere? No, no, no. Right? I just... You're just too good R- at Adams comics, mate.
1: Or it's Nick Bradshaw.
0: <laughs> um, the least good of the Inhumans books this mm. week was still fine.
1: Yeah, I still didn't... I didn't read this. So I've decided I can't be fucked with this series anymore.
0: Royals, uh, written by Al Ewing uh, this week, had uh, art by... Oh, damn it. They, they don't put the um, artist on the front page. It's somewhere within the book. Uh, Kevin Labrandra in colours by Jose... Oh, no. Villa, sorry, Definitely. Jose, Jose yep. V. Um, and uh, the more interesting part of this book, which for the most part is not the interesting part. It's like the Inhumans, the royal, like, you know, Medusa's dying and that they're, they're trying to find a cure and they all get captured by like these weird lizard creatures and this, that shit sucks. But, you know, <laughs> Al, Al Ewing is is generally pretty fast moving with his books in which he balances so many different team members. Um, he'll get to a story that I enjoy very very soon but there's a lot of future flash forward stuff Mm -hmm. which um, in which uh, um, Marvel Boy has become an accuser which I find really cool and I I hope that we see more of that um, in in upcoming issues Mm. also shout shout out to Sanford Green for doing the covers on these books now Mm, cool I I think that this is like that's the exact same review that I gave the last (laughs) issue of Royals (laughs) Um, Keeping Things Cosmic for a Moment is The All-New Guardians of the Galaxy written by Jerry Duggan um, covers by Aaron Kuda, but uh, artist on this issue was uh, Mike Hawthorne. And um, you will remember that um, in this book, um, Groot is unable to uh, grow any bigger than his like baby form.
1: Mm, yep.
0: Um, Someone which,
1: was like farming Groots or something. Yeah,
0: that's right. And so we see, we meet the character that, that is is responsible for this, basically in this flashback, which sees Rocket and, um, and Groot, uh, like in- encounter this guy who basically takes take Groot down and um, Rocket's able to preserve, like he leaves a splinter of himself in Rocket's paw yeah. and Cute. then and then Rocket's able to grow Groot back. But there's a brilliant moment where Rocket thinks he, Groot, his best friend is gone and mm. it's all his fault. And I think, yeah, like bringing an emotional core to Rocket via Groot is a really an effective way of using the character. And um, we learn that the character who is responsible for trying to farm Groots is someone called the gardener. And it's a brilliant evil character design of his that creepy, creepy old man. Um, so yeah, we, we, we get this kind of, um, the second part of this story, I guess, uh, followed up in the future. We also know that this is all taking place in the mojo verse now.
4: What? So oh, I don't know. Man. He's
0: really throwing all the cosmic stuff at it. I, 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 love, I really enjoy this series. It, it's totally what the guardians of the galaxy should be to me. Hmm. Um, this week we also got a much more grounded, uh, issue, um, Finishing the uh, most recent arc of Jessica Jones, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Michael Gados, and uh, surprise art by Javier Polito, colors by Matt Hollingsworth. Um, this wraps up the, uh, the story about Maria Hill um, hiring Jessica Jones to um, uncover why uh, LMD versions of herself are trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And I was actually quite satisfied with how this story ended.
1: For Bendis, it was a pretty solid ending. Yeah. I don't. I still don't think that means it was, like, amazing. Like, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> she said um, it again. I'm so sorry. Javier Polito's fill-in stuff was so, 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 so good. So, so good. It just makes me wish that there was a spy series that he was doing.
0: I would time. love to see Bendis try and do a book in which he held back on the big... Dialogue, character-driven stuff, and mm. just did like a fast-moving spy book or a fast-moving action comic that wasn't so reliant on the, you know his gimmick. Mm. Um, that would could, be cool because like those fast-moving bits that talk between Maria Hill and Nick Fury Senior were mm. awesome.
1: Yeah, and even like there's there's a whole there's a whole page with no dialogue on it. Yeah, That's amazing.
0: <laughs> but no, I think yeah, for a Bendis book, but even just for a, I I'm actually quite happy with how this this arc ended.
1: Yeah, totally
0: I would recommend it even
1: Whoa Mm. You're crazy
0: Um, And uh, we see the return of um, None other than The Purple Man I think Kilgrave Kilgrave is returning In issue number 13 Which is very terrifying If your name is Jessica Jones But neither of our names Are Jessica
1: Jones So I'm fine with it
0: I'm fine Happy
1: Absolutely um, Astonishing
0: X-Men number three came out. Uh, this is the uh, you know big name uh, X-Men book written by Charles Soule with a revolving uh, roster of Marvel's top tier artists doing each issue. So this week we saw Ed McGuinness on Art Duties.
1: I love Ed McGuinness.
0: Yeah. It's good to see some big chunky superheroes yes. on, on our pages. Um, but the story is, is doing less for me.
1: The- I actually like... This issue had a whole bunch of things in it which shouldn't appeal to me like Old Man Logan, but I really, I actually quite liked it. I quite liked this version of Wolverine sort of going up against, um, I don't even, I
4: don't really understand. The Shadow King the Shadow slash King. Charles Xavier maybe. Yeah.
0: Um. I think what it did really well was it really pointed out that Old Man Logan is not just the Wolverine that this yes. universe knows. He's a very different Wolverine. Mm-hmm. He's done more shit. He's old. He's a man. <laughs> He doesn't
1: um, like to be called Wolverine anymore.
0: Uh, but uh, I think I think it did a really good job of that. But I think yeah, the um the ongoing mind tricks, mm. uh, the stakes don't feel as high as they should be for this big cast of characters with this this you know this this kind of artist. Totally. Um, so hopefully we see you know it, it ends on a pretty cool cliffhanger, the classic getting stabbed through the chest all of a sudden
3: um,
0: thing that most <laughs> x men is probably most guilty of doing that more than any other comic.
3: yeah,
1: there's a lot of swords and knives in x men comics
0: yep and and claws and claws um but uh yeah um, um, hopefully we see a lot more real world stuff happen instead of mind games
1: yeah agreed
0: um over to generation X right now, which uh, I thought was enjoyable because it was a mostly Quentin choir issue.
1: yeah, I liked this issue a lot. Um, I thought this was good fun
0: This is written by Christina Strain With uh, hilarious art By Eric Coda Who every page I'm like I don't know if I like Or love this If I hate or love this I know what you mean It's very very weird I
1: like it
0: His faces in particular Are very weird And um, But it's it's, But it it leads itself To comical moments Really well Mm -hmm. um, And this issue Has quite a few of them And it it, it does a lot For Quentin Quire As a character Trying to bond With the other Other students Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And there's a cool moment Between Jubilee And Cauldron Mm-hmm. I like Cauldron. He's a good, good ex, ex guy.
1: I know nothing about him.
0: He's a guy with a fire, fire mouth.
1: Mm. Yep. That's good.
0: <laughs> and he's Scottish or Irish. Oh yeah. One of those. Sorry to our Scottish or Irish listeners. I'm sure you know which one you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, I like this series, right?
1: Yeah, no, I really like this. I like this um, issue of them sort of the Quentin and his two little buddies um, infiltrating uh, auction run by who's the little kid. Kilgore, the yeah. Kilgore child. Yeah,
0: that's right. He. Um, um
1: that was really good fun. I like the bit where Quentin's was, like, "This is my boyfriend," just to upset Kilgore because he was like, "I knew he was a homophobe." That was pretty funny.
0: Um, yeah, I think he. he this is one of that. This kid character was like a big, a prominent character in uh, Jason Aaron's Wolverine yeah. the X Men Run. Um, yeah, I think this is like you know of of all of the X books, including Astonishing X Men. I think I, I think this is still my favorite.
1: Yeah, agreed. <coughs> I really also enjoyed the um, like the opening is like a, a sex ed class being taught by dupe
0: that's probably why it's my favorite it's probably why it's the best dupe's my favorite ex character yeah and, uh, any any book with him in an automatically and Doop wins.
1: doing a weird kissy face <laughs> and <laughs> I boy says dupe's making me so uncomfortable and um what's her name nature girl yep says i know he's so handsome <laughs> so good
0: so great! I love just the the way different characters react to dupe. Yeah, like very few of them actually react the same way a reader would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great, a great gag. Always good fun. Um, I read Daredevil twenty six this week. Um, again, written by Charles Soule with um, returning artist Ron Garney, and his book is so much better when he is on it. I'll, um, like, there is just the movement, but also he in the scenes when you know it's just characters talking. There is a real sense of noir. It's always you know through shades and you know his great use of lighting in his panels as well look at that shit
1: oh that is wow that's really good
0: Um, beautiful but um the story like there are two words that i just i I need to have a break from in marvel comics and tv and Mm -hmm. and movies and that's the hand Mm. they featured way too prominently in the defenders they're they're a nothing villain and unfortunately they show up in uh, ninjas yeah they're just an, an endless stream of ninjas yeah like hydra's motto is like cut off the head and two more will grow in its place. The hands motto is like, kill one of us fucking 50 more. will we'll show up and be boring.
1: It <laughs> was the defenders boring. I haven't watched it. Oh man.
0: I hated it so much. <laughs> I know we have a lot of listeners that loved it. That's great. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I, I fucking hated it. It was, I just like, you know, for me, it's like comics, even when they're bad, they're not, they're not, not fun. Yeah. totally. They're always fun. Even when they're bad, they're, they're like a superhero yeah. comic is still fun. And the Defenders, I feel like, just forgot that very core element of why people read comics. And it was just very, very drawn out.
1: Because yeah, superheroes aren't fun. They're realistic and gritty. Exactly. And it was <laughs> like, you
0: know, just repeating conversation. Anyway, although a lot of people disagree with me. So, good for you. <laughs> um, Darth Vader, issue oh, number yeah. five. Another one, Charles Soule joint uh, with art by, awesome art by. Um, why do just- you
1: rise more, Colin Bunn or Charles Soule?
0: Uh, definitely Columbine. There's no contest. No one oh. writes more comics than Columbine. <laughs> As you all know, there are three <laughs> Um, This uh, one has excellent art by Giuseppe Camincoli. Um, And I, I, I thought I was going to stop reading this, but then I had, like, I kept the last few issues on my bedside table and then I had a spare, <laughs> spare moment. Yeah, I do that Sorry, with comics. That's... You got to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta, if you if you if, if you're like, cool. I don't know if I should drop this on. I'm just going to leave them there for a while. Yeah. If I, and after, if if a month passes and I don't read them, then you know it was a, the, the sign was right. Mm. Um, and uh, I I caught up on it, and it, it's, it's great. It's it's a really really good series. But then I went into this issue, and it's all about the fucking Kyber crystal. Which oh, is like the crystal the that, that makes, makes you a lightsaber. Yeah. I don't care. Who cares? Just, like, just, I don't know, whatever. It, it was it was still cool as, like, a flash forward of him trying to take down the Emperor, which was fun.
1: They're always trying to make Star Wars boring.
0: Again, that's By another yeah. By being, like, yeah.
1: Mm, midi-chlorians, mm, kyber crystals. No one gives a fuck why lightsabers are la- the way they are. They're just laser swords. It's fine. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, it should be like, I made this one red because I flicked it to the red switch.
1: Yeah, exactly. Who cares?
0: Yeah, and then someone, someone should have like a hot pink one. Yep, absolutely. And I, oh, let, let's have a rainbow lightsaber. <laughs> that will be great.
1: For marriage equality.
0: <laughs> uh, did you read any other Marvel books? I did.
1: I read Hawkeye issue 10 by Kelly Thompson and Leonardo Romero with Jodie Blair on colors. And look at these colors. I was just going
0: to say, you're flicking So and, good. God, it looks good.
1: Um, this is a really fun arc where Madame Mask, who is Kate's sort of lead villain, has captured her and is running around town in a cloned katie body so she's just like making out with all of her friends and going clubbing and it's really funny um and then they're like some super villains attack the club that they're at and her friends are like aren't you gonna save the day and she's like "Uh, i really don't want to because i'm actually madame mask um but it was good and then we see um we see hawkeye uh busting out of um the prison that she's in with her dog lucky very good
0: um i remember out of the blue like this is years ago before we even mentioned the podcast. I didn't even know you that well. I don't hmm. think, but uh, your boyfriend Nate called me. Oh yeah, and he was like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, I just i to let you know about what's happening in in Spider Man." <laughs> 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 yeah, so Doctor Octopus like kills Peter Parker and, te- and then takes <laughs> takes on his te- and then he just is Peter Parker and then he like straight up just like has sex with Mary Jane. How fucked very up is that? If you recall. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, was, that also, was. I think my Nate voice is pretty good. It's really good because <laughs> it really sounds like Marky
4: Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was a great. That was the best thing
1: Marvel's done. Yeah, yeah. That was a great story arc, Superior Spider Man. Yeah, was it was. Really good. It was so That's good. worthwhile calling a friend to be like, have you heard what's going on in Spider Man?
0: Um, but uh, I remember, like, the. Like when everyone was like, "Oh man, Doctor Doctor gone like tries to sleep with Mary Jane. How gross is that?" Hmm. And and um, but I love that Madame Mars can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, "That's fine." It's fine. <laughs> anyway, it's totally Nate fine. didn't call me about that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are our reviews of Marvel books this week, uh, and that leaves us to review um, everything else. Everything else, and we're going to kick things off with like I'm just going to give them an award for my favorite publisher of the year. They are yeah. Lion Forge. Um, they they mostly put out. Um, uh, Translated European Mm -hmm. books But they also do um, Some uh, Some Like self-published Original stuff too Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to review One of those now It's written by Two of my favourite creators Of the year too um, Ulysses Ferenas And Eric Freitas With um, art On this one By Daniel Irazari. This book is called Claudia and Rex and was a three issue Limited series About um, The death of gods Mm. And a bunch of gods uh, Escape to earth And get trapped In a teenage girl's Mobile phone And And her sister is given the powers to change into whatever animal she wants, and uh, their mother tries to save them all. Um, it was a really, really crazy, high stakes book. Yeah. With a re- that stayed grounded through the relationship of the mother and the daughters. Mm, absolutely. And no, nothing else kept it grounded except that was all it need needed to keep it like this relatable story mm-hmm. that it was about the love between you know the love that this mother had for her children and their love for her and mm-hmm. you know that they're, they're they're longing to see their their dead father again mm-hmm. um i thought this was a beautiful series
1: so good there was so there's so much to love about this book like the colors are incredible the art and all the character designs are so good it's so cool to see like the mum save the day yeah that was real fun um, um yeah, yeah fuck, i love this and
0: i love you know like ulysses farinas um is is one of my favourite creators right now not just because mm. as a writer but mostly I love his art style so much mm. we loved it so, like Motro one of our favourite books since we started the podcast uh, he, he did the art on as well as writing with Eric Freitas and I do love them as writers too but there is something about I'm like oh they're not doing the, he's not doing the art on this one damn it but with this book Claudia and Rex I loved uh, Absolutely. Daniel Irazari's art and I, he's going to be someone that I that I keep uh, my eye out for now in the future too
1: And there's so many things like man there were a couple of things in this that kept it really grounded like the Teenage girl character I love because that was like a really genuine seeming teenage girl yep. and her like shitty boyfriend, Jared, really loved that so
0: well at the end and yeah. it made me laugh so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. And I love that her getting her period saves the day. Totally, and like, it's not correct. I know, like, I, there have been so many period moments in comics recently. What's up with that, guys? <laughs> but um, this was definitely my favourite and the best used. <laughs> so
0: that's another award. <laughs> so so far we've given Lionforge Best Publisher of the Year. and Best period moment. Best period moment of 2017 in comics. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, like, this is going to be collected in what I'm sure is going to be a beautiful, very well-printed trade because uh, yeah. Forge take pride in their in their their printing and yeah. their paper paper options, which is it means a lot, as you know, it we, really does. This um,
1: is, yeah, this would be a great one to have either in singles, but um, I'm sure it'll be Christmas in trade, Christmas presents. Yeah, Christmas I read, presents. Um, I read a Lion Forge trade recently, which I'll probably hold off on talking about until uh, one of our trade update um, right. episodes. But Water Memory, oh, man, real good.
0: Uh, I think that's one that um, the aforementioned Wayne uh, oh, yeah. told me to read. Um, yeah, he he gave me his copy to read too. Oh, that's nice. And I, in fact, um, we're about to talk about a bunch of European comics. But by all means, everyone listening right now, please, no matter what format you choose, Cloudy and Rex, one of the best books Absolutely. that we that we read, great mini series. Agreed. Um, uh, but uh, we're about to talk about some European comics. And um, over the weekend, there was a big European sta- uh, the Humanoids line was on sale mm-hmm. on Comicsology. Oh, cool. And one of our, uh, I feel bad calling him a European listener because Europe is an enormous continent. But I don't also don't want to fuck up and say which country it was from in case it's from a country that his country hates nice i want to say check
1: yeah i don't know who Shout this to is. dominic
0: i appreciate your many great recommendations um even if you are a monster who thinks all-star superman is shit
1: what oh no i sorry that really got away from me i've never <laughs> met anyone who didn't like that book that's crazy
0: uh, well we haven't met him yet
4: yeah, it could, could be it could a, be a, a line robot.
0: of code. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but he he gave me some amazing recommendations, and a few of them are actually getting re-released by Lion Forge oh, cool. very soon. Um, so thank you so much to Dominic, and I'll be reviewing them in our Patreon only kind of everything else we read episodes mm. uh, very very soon. Um, so two more Lionforge Forge books. Um, we got issue five of six of Ab Arato, written and drawn by Terry Labrosse, which means from anger um, about a. Uh, you know, Canada in the future. Is it Canada? It's yes, Montreal, right? Yeah. yeah. In, the, in the future, um, there's like, you know, total, totalitarian um, forces and, um, and pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. run mad. And then there's rebels who have like um, taken a bunch of hostages mm-hmm. in, the, in the poorer part of the city. It's a very high stakes, high octane thriller comic. And uh, I love it. Yeah. Oh,
1: gosh, it's good. The art is so beautiful.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're just going to say the same things we said about the last yeah. five issues, but we've got one more issue to go. I think we'll go in-depth on that one. Mm-hmm. This has been another of my favourite series of, of the year. And um, again, just testament to why you should be reading Lion Forge.
1: Yeah, I just save all of the Lion Forge books for the end. See, I'm, I'm an idiot.
0: I read them all straight away. You idiot. And then I'm like, oh, God damn it! every Everything other book pales in comparison. <laughs> um, we also got part four of, I don't know how long this is going to go on for, but Jazz Fuck, Maynard, written by Raul, Raul, Raul no, Raleh. And drawn by Roger.
1: So Stereophonic
0: action, Siobhan. Um, This is a
1: sexy, weird spy. I don't even know what, but I like it. Yeah,
0: about a master thief called Jazz Maynard who returns uh, to his his home city and um, basically is is brought back into the world that he promised he would not be a part of anymore um, and has to steal a coin to keep a bunch of... uh, um see that that book advertising at the back the uh the ghost was it the ghost, the ghost of, of Garn- gaudy that looks awesome so i just bought that on comixology but oh, we're man. gonna get it um very soon
1: Fuck that looks real from
0: good. Too. Um, but uh yeah jasmine the uh, master thief who, who kind of like reluctantly brought back into the world of crime there's so many characters and different motives in this mm. and i thought this was an excellent issue because every time i was like oh who the fuck's that again they introduce a character says, "You are the reporter for blah blah blah," mm-hmm. you, and it's not over the top like this is like you know. It's not. It's not. It's
1: explicitly not, exposition-y.
0: It's not Chris Claremont levels yeah. of exposition, <laughs> but it is. It's just enough to be like, "That's right, that's who that character yeah, yeah, is," yeah, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm so happy that that exists. I don't know if that's like you know that that existed before the translation or that was something that these guys put in, knowing that it was going to be collected in a single issue format. But but it's so good. It's so good, and it just yeah, like the the, the story is so rich. The action scenes are incredible. Mm-hmm um some of the best like you know um melee combat scenes you'll mm-hmm. see in a book and some mm-hmm. great gunfighting too um and uh all the characters are just like these tragic figures that are just you know that love being criminals but also hate that they're a part of the crime underworld Yep. it's great
1: that's incredible it's such a good book
0: three very excellent books three my my like three very different books so some of my, yeah we 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 try and put our, our top 6 comics of each week up on twitter And uh, all three of those Lion Forge books are going to be on there this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another book that's going to be on there too is issue three of Sword Quest, which is another of my favorite books of the year, uh, written by, uh, I always forget that, is it Chad, Chad Bowers and Chris Sims with art by the mysterious Ghost Rider X. Uh, this is an Atari book through Dynamite. So, like, all these things should not be... Mm. Like, I'm, I'm, I haven't loved... I hate video game I haven't comics. lived any... I loved anything that those creators have done before, especially the mysterious Ghost Rider X. Fuck that guy. Um, but I, especially, you know, like, Dynamite isn't... A, especially licensed Dynamite books... Mm. Like then, very rarely good. Mm. We, we, we can just scroll back to the last video game comic that I reviewed, mm. uh, issue one of Fruit, Fruit Ninjas. Ninja. <laughs> um, but uh, this is about like it's less about the game and more about someone who played the game while he was growing up. He gets uh, he f- discovers he has terminal cancer, um, and goes back to live with his mum. discovers all his old Atari and all these games, and realizes that there is more to the game than he thought and uh, meets a bunch of mysterious figures and kind of goes on a, a sword quest basically to mm. be the winner of this competition that was kind of steeped in the lore of the game. Um and these are all based on comics that were released alongside the video games when they originally came out. It's so good. Yep. This is like, you know, it has shades of like, um, of David Ayer, mm-hmm. um, his work on Hawkeye, uh, throughout the book. Um, and, it does like some, it always will do some, like give you something that's like a real insane moment and then like pretty immediately kind of brings it back to the story and makes it about the video game again. Yeah. And like there was a very, very cool moment where like, and also like it, it's it builds on the lore of video games. Like they people you just use a name like the, the villains in the car- in, in the video games just after themselves mm. and like rearrange the names. And, and that's what it's just there's so much cool stuff in this. I don't want to spoil much, but. I love this book. It completely took me my surprise. And like, again, the, my, the first three comics I read were Jazz Maynard, um, Aberrato, Claudio Rex, and then I read Soul Quest, issue number three. And so, yeah, the first four books I read were like the four of my favorite Just books. Just ruined everything week. else in the week. <laughs> uh, it's so good. And the best news of all is the first trade of soul Quest comes out next week. Oh, wow. So, wow. please, How if you are. How many issues are, are going to be in that? I guess for, well, it's, it's three issues and the zero issue. So yes. just, like, okay. that's an enough comic book, I think. Mm. And hopefully all the amazing back matter, for, like, you know, the, the video game history stuff. Yeah, that would be cool. Link to this too. Please give it a chance. It's a really excellent it
1: book. It is so much better than I expected it to be. Like, I really enjoy this as someone who doesn't know that much about video games, knew nothing about Sword Quest, doesn't like video game adaptations. This is a really good fun book.
0: Yep. Hundred percent. Please uh, check out Sword Quest, um, a book that we liked and then forgot to read, and then I'm um, bringing it back now. Nice. I forgot uh, to read this also. Uh, it finished. Oh, okay. Uh, How r- was it? Written by Jeff Loveness <laughs> with art by Juan Doe. Uh, World Reader came out through AfterShock this week, um, and it was about basically a, a woman who who was like uh, the, traveling through space as Earth is dying, um, and uh, she's able to communicate with the ghosts on all these p- dead planets that mm-hmm. they visit. Um, and then we learn that, you know, that people that are responsible for it are, c- are closer to her than she realises it. And then there's like this kind of force of death throughout all the issues as well. Yeah, I think it wrapped up really well and Wando's art was great. Again, mm. beautiful colours. I think colours by Dave Sharp. No, no, no. Wando did all the colours himself. Dave Sharp did, did good lettering.
1: Yeah, it's almost like the colours are almost Fraser Irving-y.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, I think this will read really well in trade if you, if you want to pick it up. A go, mm. a go, one of the few Aftershock books that I've actually stuck with for the mm. entirety of its run. Um, yeah, and I'm definitely... Uh, Jeff Loveness is well and truly on my radar now after this and his great Nova run. Mm. Um, also through Aftershock this week was uh, the third mm. issue of Animosity, The Rise. Um, this oh, also yeah. featured art by Juan Doe, written that's by cool. Marguerite Bennett. This is the animosity book that's better than animosity because <laughs> it's cool. more about... Like how the how the world functions now that animals have as many rights, if not more, than 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 people, and so we see like a um basically a, a human who's 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 living in a room with a with a bat, and they they test him. It's it's a cool issue, and I love Wando's art on this. Yeah, too. The art's real nice. Um, yeah, I'm still sticking with the regular and animosity as well. Last last week featured a um a bunch of bees, like, a, like that's a, like a big threat now is like bees. Oh yeah. And like the bees all talk together, like the school of fish in Finding Nemo.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, there, there are some, even though it's not, the series did not pan out the way I was hoping it to after the killer first issue, mm. there are some great ideas within it.
1: Yeah. I think that's like, that's the thing that's been disappointing for me about Animosity is I feel like it's not living up to the promise of its ideas. It's such a strong, cool concept that has not been done before, as far as I know. Um, and I haven't enjoyed it as much as I wish I did.
0: Did you read Judge Dread: The Blessed Earth, Issue 5? Did I? By the aforementioned and aforepraised <laughs> <coughs> um, Ulysses Farinas and Eric Freitas. Um, with art by uh, Jason Copland and colors by Ryan Hill. This is the um, Judge Dread: The Blessed Earth. Judge um, Dread, Mad Max. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, in this one, we uh, meet... Uh, Basically, like uh, uh, this, this version of Judge Dredd is really old, and he keeps having to have skeleton transplants. Mm. And the 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 skeleton he was going to get put in his body goes missing, and I think it comes to life.
1: That's what it seems to be.
0: So this, like the the main bad guy in this issue now now is a is a is a rogue skeleton with guns. Mm. So So one hundred percent, you should be reading this book. You absolutely should. It's real crazy.
1: On Twitter, I think um uh, Ron Wimbley was saying like, look look at what is possible like look what you can do with um established properties like Ulysses Freeness is doing such incredible work oh, that's cool. on properties that already exist like he's being managing to be so creative within that that's such a prime example of what you can achieve with kind of work for higher stuff.
0: Oh that's so good to see other creators giving the those two their, mm. their their props because I haven't seen many other people praising them online like you know we we spend most of our episodes doing so yeah but, totally uh, They're they're definitely my fave guys. Yeah, at the moment. They're my boys. Absolutely. Um, Another boy that is mine, (laughs) Stan Sakai, the uh, classic cartoonist, best known for Usagi Mm yujimbo, put out another issue of his fantastic uh, Samurai Bunny epic. Um, I haven't been reading since, like, I don't know, issue 80 or something like that. Mm Uh, This is issue 161, and I was like, what the hell? It's a new arc, I'll pick it up. Hmm. It was completely fine to pick up, having not read any of the last ones, because that's how good of a uh, cartoonist and storyteller he is. He sets up this brilliant world in which a thief accidentally walks into a murder um, scene. Cool. And, um, it's up to Asagi to prove not just her int- um, innocence, but also find who is uh, the murderer.
1: Oh, that sounds so fun. Before
0: many other people get murdered, and it's really, really great. This is a uh, part two uh, story called "The Body in the Library." Uh, if you've never read an Asagi Jimbo book, I please encourage you to do so. Either start at the beginning and get one of those first trades, mm-hmm. or just pick up anywhere. You know, yeah. any any arc at the start of um, because it's just a it's a you know timeless tale of, of like you know honor mm-hmm. and. Bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, did you read Beautiful Canvas? I did.
1: Week? I sure did. So what's going on?
0: Who cares? The art exactly. is the best ever. Sammy yep. Cavella on art, and I love that Sammy Cavella is is the first to be mentioned in the in the credits. Yeah. Uh, it's written by Ryan K. Lindsay. Local
1: Thing- local boy. So things happen. I don't know why, I, don't know why I Is he a
0: local out. boy? You live in Lane Cove? Uh yeah. <laughs> um but he's Australian, right? He is yeah. Australian. Um, the writing is, like, at times really, really great and easy to follow. And then suddenly you'll turn the page and you'll be like,
1: what the fuck? happening? Is, what what is... is going on? So
0: I think that they're, they're balancing a lot of threads here. I think this is absolutely one that should be read in trade format. Yeah, or, agreed. It, but it has got some great backup material if you like Ryan Lindsay's uh, style of uh, personal writing, which mm-hmm. is just very, very putting himself out there, like an open canvas kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which I should not critique because I feel like he put himself out there and doesn't deserve it. But um, <laughs> uh, as a comic, I think this this is... One of those books where I'm like, yeah, like what the fuck's going on? But also... But I don't care. Exactly. It looks wonderful. Agreed. And it's, it's fun enough to follow even when it makes little sense.
1: Comics. I think like Ryan, in the back matter, Ryan Lindsay talks quite a bit about like the potential of comics and like the things that you can do in comics in terms of storytelling and like the way that you lead the reader that you can't do in any other format. And I think that's fun. I think that it it's fun that he's being really ambitious and he's trying to do something really challenging in this book
0: okay i know i said i wasn't going to criticize the back matter but he (laughs) he fucking no one loves this comic more than he does oh yeah which i think is fine (laughs) you know you should love the things you create but i I don't need you taking pulling apart and critiquing (laughs) your own comics and saying how incredible they are in the back (laughs) matter that's that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) last comic goes to you
1: oh yeah um i'm still reading the sherlock manga Because I'm me. I really still like this. This is the third story arc, Mm -hmm. which is Sherlock the Great Game, which um, ends with the big Moriarty reveal. And the um, artist Jay has so much fun with this book. That's the main thing about it that's really good. Just like some of the little panels, some of the face work. When you see um, certain characters that you know, if you've watched a TV series, you know who they are, show up and they like, he just has so much fun drawing them. And it's, um, it's a delight and more fun than the series. I would argue. Yeah.
0: I definitely, I I started this and I was like, I'm trying to read more manga at the moment. I've, Actually, I bought a lot of things. I mean, I've started to read Princess Jellyfish, which is very exciting. I love Princess Because I know how much you love it. Um, and I started reading this and I was like, I can either read this or I can have more time dedicated to manga that I don't know what happens in.
1: Just read actual manga. Um, it's a good call. And
0: you can uh, hear our thoughts on on all these things that I've been reading. I'm sure you've been, that, like everything outside of the regular issues you've been reading has been manga lately too. Give or take uh, the odd yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, a little
0: bit. Um, we're going to do a wrap up. um wrap up of trades and graphic mm-hmm. novels and things that we've read outside of the regular single issues. read so much in the last, this will be a really, really fun issue. We're going to record that next week. Mm. But as soon as we uh, finished recording this episode, Siobhan and I are going to do our first ever Q and a episode, uh, in which over 70 questions have been sent to us. We're going to try oh, and get goodness. through as many of them as possible. Um, and, uh, that'll be up on our Patreon feed, which is patreon.com slash serious issues podcast for a week. Uh, if you would like to listen to it there, costs as much, as as little as $2 a month to get access to our Patreon feed. Um, That's
1: nothing, guys. It's
0: nothing. And then uh, it'll be available for free a week after that for our regular listeners. Um, But... Every Everyone we do beyond that will be for Patreon only. We just, you know, we want to show you how good it is to get all this extra content. for Absolutely. And, and then we take it away from you and give Fuck us Fuck you your, guys. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> Siobhan, the only thing left to do in this episode is to let you know what's coming out next week.
1: What is coming out next week? I haven't looked.
0: <clears throat> well, luckily I wrote down a massive list of all the books that oh I'm picking God, up. i so many. Um, so let's start with, there's a lot of great number twos coming out yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of issues that we enjoyed the number one of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have uh, the second issue of Dark Knight's Metal.
1: Oh, the big great. DC
0: event. We have the second issue of the excellent Lion Forge book, Ghost Money.
1: Yes, please. Which we
0: loved, loved, loved. Um, the second issue of Mech Cadet You. Yes, the please. The excellent Greg Pak, big robot one. I like that book a um, lot. Mr. Miracle issue two, by Tom King and Mitch Gerards comes out next week too. Um, the Shadow, the uh, Cy Spurrier uh, series. Mm-hmm. And Cy, Spy Seal.
1: Yes. Oh, man, what a week. By Rich Tommaso. I'm excited.
0: Who I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. Rich Tommaso, who writes and draws uh, Spy Seal, mm-hmm. he did all of the colors in the Fantagraphics re-releases of the Karl Barks oh and God. Don Rosa, cool. um, Donald Duck, and uh, and Uncle Scrooge comics.
1: That's so fun!
4: It's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, very, Big very great cool reprints.
0: little um, tidbit to find mm-hmm. out. Um, we also get some number ones next week that I'm keen to see. Um, we ke- well, actually not not keen, just of note. Mm. So, Generations next week is Captain Marvel and. Um, and, and like marvel? so it'll be it'll be carol is it I don't think it's ms marvel I think it's carol danvers and the original captain marvel who died oh. of cancer. Oh,
4: that sucks.
0: Um we also get Harley Quinn's 25th anniversary special. Oh, good. Um we get this is exciting. Uh Runaways number 1. Yes, that they, is exciting. They are re, relaunching the uh Fantastic Brian K. Vaughan mm-hmm. series.
1: With that, um, isn't it, is it Chris Anker on art or have I Yes, it
0: is. Yeah, yeah. So Which is very very exciting. Great call. Cool. Um, we get the uh, kind of final chapter in Secret Empire, and Secret Empire Omega number one. Uh, we get a Wolfenstein comic what's next Wolfenstein? week. Wolfenstein. You don't play Wolfenstein?
1: Yeah, Wolfenstein? Well, it was like a,
0: one of the original kind of first person shooter games that uh-huh. now lives on. they modernized it. But um, yeah, it's all, about, it's all about shooting Nazis. Oh, that
1: sounds fun.
0: Um, so we'll get a shooting Nazis comic that you should definitely check out. Um, the uh, trade for Sword Quest comes out. Well, I already said if you to mm-hmm. get it, please everyone check it out. Um, we also get a, a new hardcover edition of Hard Boiled, which is a Frank Miller book I've never mm. read, but it features art by um, the dude who did the cowboy samurai. Shaolin cowboy. Uh, Jeff what's his Darrow. It? Jeff Darrow does the, uh, the art on that one, so I'm really keen to check that out. Mm. There's a new image book called Realm, which has been advertised. It looks really fun. Mm. I don't know what it's about, but it's called Realm.
1: Sounds Uh, fantasy.
0: Yes. Uh, And uh, we get Doctor Strange and the the Sorcerer Supreme, issue number 12, the final issue of that great series, comes out next week too. I think those are all the ones I I mentioned. It's a a big week next week. Yeah, it looks great. So strap yourselves in for an incredible issue.
1: Probably the best episode ever.
0: That's right. Um thank you so much for listening. You can find us online, Facebook.com slash serious issues podcast or join our group, which officially as of now I just checked, has more than two thousand members. Two thousand and three oh. members. Hey. A great year. Cool. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash group slash series year for podcast. For Shatterstar or Shinbone? For
1: Shinbone. I was thirteen.
0: You're thirteen? That was bad. Um great year for me. I was eighteen. wow it was a fucking great year.
1: I got a mullet. That was a bad year.
0: You just said that um, Shade the Changing Girls mullet was great. Wasn't as great. Um, it was a, bad, it was a bad is very bummed that we're ending this episode now. But don't <laughs> worry, we're recording a Patreon episode. And if anyone listening right now wants to join our Patreon, they can find it patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. We are on Twitter at Serious underscore underscore issues mm-hmm. and individually at Siobhan CBG and at levdog. Um, we're also on Instagram under those same handles. All right, got to go tell this baby to shut the fuck up. <laughs> just kidding. I'd never say that. Only to my own children. Constantly, every single day. Even when they're sleeping.
1: Yeah, especially just, just looking at them. Shut the
0: fuck up. In advance. Thank you so much for listening. And Thanks, uh, see you next week or in our very special Q&A episode, which you can find in the feed very soon. Woo! Bye. Bye.